You know what I mean? You know how it is when you're like fucking sucking back coffees. Anyways, big time is showtime action. Hey, listen up, fellas. We got Darcy Verrall back on the horn. We want to finish up his story. The Radville Saskatchewan native played with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals and also spent time in Russia. Hey, Darcy, how are you? Can, uh, can you just jump right back into the story? Uh, uh, you, you started playing for Jimmy Playfair and he, uh, he was the uh, yeah. I'll take a beer. Thanks, Jackie. Hey, uh, and it, let, let's talk about Jimmy Playfair and your time with uh, with him in, in the Capitals, and then moving on to uh, the KHL, and then that that Jagger story is hilarious. So go ahead, kid, take it away. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where I left off, but that was Calgary system. I was there with Jimmy, and he actually um, he took the job. They 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 fired their coach, and he took the job up in Calgary. But that's when they brought Sutter in. And that whole crew. Um, also that year, it was uh, it was the last year they carried an American Hockey League team. So it was a uh, it, it was a weird situation there. I, I had 16 years pro Billy, one one year contracts every year. So when that when that year was up, um, I was looking for a job again. And we played we played Washington's farm team in Portland. I think uh, 12 times that year. And I knocked out a couple kids with hits. I fought their tough guy, Mel Engelstad, who's a killer, did well. And uh, anyway, that's who gave me a job. And I went to that training camp in Washington that next year. And they fucking hated me so much that they had a list made of who was going to fight me. Day one, day two, day three. And uh, I went through their ranks. And thank God they did that because... Uh, uh, I went to that camp and I I just got hockey. chills. I just got chills. You got to tell that story. You like get into a little more detail. Um, well, yeah, like nobody would fucking talk to me. The only guy that would talk to me was Chris Height, who I think is an assistant coach in LA's farm team right now. He was with Buffalo last year. Good guy. Like just a good guy, good family guy. And he, he actually would talk to me. Nobody else like Engelstad, who, who later I became friendly with, but fucking hated me. Uh, Strohshine, Dwayne Zinger, like big tough dudes. And uh, day one, it was Zinger. Day two, it was, it was Anglestead. And I knew I was going to be his fucking teammate on the farm. And he came after me in the first period. And I was like, fuck Mel, like we got to play together this year. And, uh, and I kind of fucking pushed out, man. Like it was brutal. And with uh, the period's over and I'm sitting in the locker room, and I'm like, fuck, I'm at an NHL camp and I fucking pushed out. And so first shift out there, I, uh, uh, he, we were both on the ice together and, and I, I called him on and he, he, he'll tell the story that I fucking suckered him, but he came right at me and I fucking landed a bomb, split him open. We ended up fighting for about a minute. He goes off for stitches, comes, I'm, I'm, comes back out like 15 minutes later, skates right on the ice and kicks somebody off kicked somebody off the ice, tried to spear me in the face. <laughs> he was coming at me, speared me in the face, or tried to, and I fucking cross-checked him right in the teeth, dropped him again, split him open. He goes off again. Third time, he comes back on the ice, and he just came and tried to, like, friggin' spear me in the face again, and coaches were on the ice. Every, they, they ended up calling the scrimmage. So, thanks, Mel. He, he definitely helped, helped me make a name for myself. And then... Uh, and this was in Portland. This was in Washington, Annapolis, where our training camp was. Like, that was – Yags was there. Like, we had – that team in Washington was uh, 
was set to be like a, a cup contender. They were they were stacked. Like Robert yeah, Bondra. Lang led, yeah, Bondra. Lang was leading the league in scoring that year. Uh, Gonchar was a stud. Kolzig was the captain of that team. Who was Tom leading Walker. the league? Who was leading the league in scoring? Robert Lang that year was leading the league in scoring until he got hurt, I think, mid February, and then uh, and then I don't know who ended up winning that that year, but he was he was dynamite, like just awesome, like and good and line, a great right? and a like, great great guy, Robert Lang, great guy. Yeah, yeah, super nice guy, very and, underrated uh, player and very underrated person. Well, in Nylander and Helpern, like they were they were good, man. Like we went into Detroit that preseason, so, so I stuck around. Engelstad and all these guys, they. They got sent down, and uh, and I stuck around. Like me and Trent Whitfield, we were kind of all uh, Brian Sotheby, Boyd Gordon. We were all fighting for the last spot, and uh, so like we go into Detroit, and and that was like when Detroit was a powerhouse, and and we beat them. And Joe Lewis, like our team was was good, and I, I I'd like to say they made wrong decisions, but anyway, me and Witter, the older guys, went down, and and they kept a couple of the young high draft picks. And we both ended up back there that year, um, like Christmas time. Well, he was – Trent was a little before Christmas. I got called up New Year's Eve. Do you remember any of the young kids that they kept? Yeah, it was Boyd Gordon and Brian Sotheby. Okay. And uh, both good kids. Gordo had a – Gordo had a um, – like a 10, 12-year career, made a lot yeah, of money. Was, Sotheby, yeah, not, not as good of a career, but – but I think he's still an assistant, uh, or maybe he's a scout for LA. I'm not exactly sure what he's doing, but doing well still in hockey. And it's not that they were bad players; they were just kids, and they kept those kids for their fourth line instead of instead of guys like me and and uh, and Whitfield. But whatever, that, that, that's that's how the that's how the hockey world works. You know that better than anybody. Who was the and, coach? Uh, uh, the the coach was Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, and and I remember uh, him. I remember. and then they. Yeah, he's coaching the Bruins now, and 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 then he uh, he got fired, and they brought in Glenn Hamlin, and that's when they made the change. And it was like Bruce is the guy that sent me down, and he, he did it right on the ice. He's like, "Fuck, man, you turn some heads, and you know it's, this is a this is a business. We're keeping some draft picks, and you're a free agent pick. I didn't know who you were two weeks ago. Like, and that's that's the truth. He would have no fucking clue who I was, and and uh, but. And he wouldn't have if all those fucking dummies. Isn't that a shame, though? The guy didn't know who you were. You played fucking 16 years, <laughs> 10 in the American League or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's just, yep. just yep. fucking, yeah. I mean. No, it's, just, it's the same I thing. Guess what, if, yeah, even ahead. after I played in the NHL, so my next, so, so then, so the next, so that year I ended up finishing the year in, 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 the, in the show. And I did really well, signed a one-way deal that summer. And then we lost that year to the lockout. They brought me to the farm, and I, and I was one of those older guys in Portland. Tore up my shoulder, broke a rib, like just had one of those kind of fucking years. And, and then uh, that next summer, like, they, they gutted everybody. That's when they traded Yags, Bondra, Neyland, like Greer, everybody. They traded everybody, and they went youth. And so, like, guys like me and Witter, again, were looking for jobs. And, and I had nothing. Like, I'm coming off a shoulder injury. My wife's a Louisiana girl. She's hanging out with her family down there. That's when Katrina and Rita hit. So, like, there's not even a place for her to stay. So, she evacuated to Houston. I ended up going – we ended up in Dallas, like Dallas, Texas, and uh, uh, no job. And, and I rehabbed with the Dallas Stars medical staff. And my agent, Jerry Buckley, great guy, 
Yeah, good uh, people, the Buckleys. Yeah, he found me. Uh, he found me a PTO and with the the Syracuse Crunch, like just a PTO. And uh, I fly into Cleveland, play there, and and then they had a veteran issue, so they were gonna have to let me go. And they, if unless they signed me to an NHL deal, they signed me to an NHL deal. And two weeks later, I blow up my fucking shoulder again, which I, I'm kind of missing a whole bunch of the parts of the story, but but that's the gist of it. And then the next year, they bring me back, and this is why I'm I'm kind of one thought leads to another. The next year, they bring me back. I go to Columbus's training camp. Gerard Gallant's their coach. We're going to Nashville to play uh, to play the Predators, and they have two two. And, and he, he talks to me before the game because I fought a few times in camp again with my rebuilt shoulder. And he's talking to me before the game. He's like, okay, they got this guy Tutu. And I'm like, yeah, man, I've played him once and we fought twice. He's like, where'd you, where'd you play him? I'm like, well, he was, I was with Washington. He was with, with uh, Nashville. It's like, you played in the NHL? Like, guys don't fucking know. They no, yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, though. Yeah. God. And, and uh, um, so – so yeah, that that was my and, and then that year I finished it out with Syracuse. Good group of guys, um, and that, I'm 30 years old, playing on a playing on a, a, a bad wing, and you, you you don't have a sniff anymore at that age if you're not established in the NHL. So that lockout really hurt me when I had that one that one way deal, and um, and then yeah, so then you're sitting there searching again, and I was at the farm here, driving up and down the field, seeding, and, and, and the phone rings, and I, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, because I put a bunch of feelers out to, course, to, Euro yeah. to European Absolutely. agents and all that kind of crap, and um, um, so this guy had been like, yeah, I can get you this, yeah. and, and I, was kind, I was in the middle of dealing with, uh, Jerry was dealing with the Houston Arrows, and I was just going to go down there. White good people. Good, good system there. Good people. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I picked up the phone, and this guy's like, how does, uh, how does uh, 300 in Russia sound? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, like where is it? I'll sign it. Because so many guys get that offer, right? Um, and it just doesn't ever come to tuition. Uh, but, but it ended up being there, and that's when I jumped over to Russia. And that's where the real, the real gong show began. For every one story in North America, I have Billy. I've got ten in Russia. It was, uh, it was crazy and fun. And it, well, it you're on a roll. <laughs> we got a few minutes if you want to uh, just tell us a few things. I mean, yeah, you went. I mean, nothing obviously that's going to get you whacked. <laughs> <laughs> well i think everybody kind of hears stories about how different russia is but the team that like myself josh gratton nathan perrot uh and then the list goes on and on like uh Marasti, yablonski all those guys like our our guy he was a he, he was like a, a, a mafia guy and basically a, a a part of the government like every that whole government is is mafia and and he he was known as the guns guy, so he he dealt he dealt guns in wherever, probably whoever was Russia was fighting in the war at the time. But that's how he made his money. But his true love was was uh, MMA and boxing. So he in Russia they kind of have schools for all this stuff. So his big guy at the time was uh, Pavetkin, who was having heavyweight bouts and all that stuff. But so he was big time into fighting. But his son, who he 
desperately wanted to be a tough guy, but he wasn't. His son liked hockey, and <laughs> so his dad bought a fucking hockey team. And uh, um, so he wanted an element of, of toughness on this team. So he hired Alexei Zhamnov as, his G, as their GM. And a few years earlier, I had one of my better games in the show. It's funny. When you only play 37 games in a show, you kind of remember each one. And it was the night after I fought 2-2, and I had a huge shiner because 2-2 cut me under the eye. But I would have been noticeable. So that probably Zhamnov's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I ended up on the ice with Zhamnov, and I gave him a dirty cross check. Then Vandebush uh, came at me. Like, it was just like, but, but I left an impression with Zhamnov. What so did Vandebush do? Uh, well, my coach was yelling at me to not fucking fight him. So I didn't. And he kind of got me from behind because – our coach was having a tough time with our, our tough guy at the time, Stephen Pete. He, uh, Stephen was, he was a great guy and tough as fucking nails, but he was going through one of those periods where all tough guys go through where they thought they were players. And, yeah. no, and they all do. <laughs> yeah, they all do. They all do. And, and he kind of forgot his job. And then I was the young guy there and I was fighting everybody. Like I was, I was fighting Domi and Hordachuk and I was, and I'm not that guy. Like I, I, I'll fight anybody, but I'm not beating those fucking guys up. But, but I was, but I was fighting them. And, and yeah, that wasn't a guy he wanted me to fight. So that's how that was kind of left, but I still ended up playing well that game and left an impression with, with, uh, Jam off. So when he's looking for somebody with toughness to keep the boss happy, and then he was looking for somebody that could play a little bit to keep the coach happy because it's a constant balancing act with this yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. Um, he thought of me, which thank God he, he did. Um, but it was like a drug to the, to the owner, man. Like, like when Jamnoff, when I first sat down with, with the owner and, and Jamnoff the first day I flew in, like the fucking boss, he was pissed, man. He was looking at me like I was like skinny and small and he had a huge problem. Him and yet him and Zhamnov were yelling at each other, which is normal in Russia. They just yell at each other and whoever yells louder usually wins. But they were and I didn't know at the time because I don't fucking know the language, but they were. And I asked Jam, like, what's going on? Ah, he wasn't too happy with how big you were, and you don't really look that tough, and da-da-da-da-da. And then, then he looked at my hands, and I do have a meat grinder for a hand. My knuckles are all fucked up. And then it was kind of okay. Then he kind of was able to move on, and it was okay. But, but Jam was like, you're going to have to fight three or four times this year. And I'm like, three or four times? Like, fuck, that's like a week in the American League, right? So I'm thinking, no problem. But... The boss, it, it was like, he really, he really, really liked it. And then after he saw me fight a couple times, he liked it even more. What so, was the name of this team again, Toe? I forgot. Chekhov Vityaz. Okay. And, and uh, Nikolai, Nikolai Borisovic was, was the boss's name. He's in jail now out in Siberia. He pissed somebody off and they took away his empire. But uh, yeah, he would, he would come down and slap the players around. How much time did he get? I don't know. I don't know. I is he get? Is he getting up. out? <laughs> <laughs> this guy is gonna see. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I've got some. I've got. I don't. I don't have all the answers, but that's what. That and the only reason I know that is his translator, the guy that we brought in after two years of him thinking I knew how to speak Russian, which I didn't. But then we brought more Canadians in, basically Chris Simon, and it was like I don't understand. And they brought in a translator, and then we kind of learned more about everything that was going on but 
But uh, can I get uh, can I can I get the Yag story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I could go on forever, Bill. I know, I got. know. We got a bunch of guys today. I want to keep you on. Yeah, no, I'll, no. Keep and, going and I'll, though. I'll Let me hear the. We, these guys will understand. I'll tell them. Darcy was on a roll. What about no, the Yag story? No. I don't want to be. On, I don't want to be on a roll. I'll tell you the Yag story real quick. So this would have been. This would have been, I think, my my third year there. And, uh, well, it, it kind of starts off awful. Um, so we're playing Omsk, Jaeger's team. Jaeger's making like $10 million a year. Huge, huge deal. So, yeah, huge. so our boss, he's got all his – he's got the press box full of all his mafia guys because, you know, it's a big show in town. And we're playing unbelievable. And we ended up beating Jaeger's team. But end of the second period, this, uh, this kid, he collapsed – fuck was his name i'm gonna not think of it. he claps on the ice they pick him up they move him to the bench he claps again and they move him to the door we continue on playing 19th overall pick to the rangers and chair ah oh, fuck i can't believe i can't think of that name right now but he was 18 years old anyway the kid ended up dying and uh yeah, it was this. awful yeah it was awful and, and uh really mad i can't think of his name right now but but uh, the owner of Omsk is like the same guy that owns Chelsea football, like one of those European rich dudes, like that just like has Royal all the money. Baron. Yep, yeah. And anyway, he fucking bashed our boss, who's like a fucking little fucking mafia guy. So every time we played Omsk, we'd walk into the dressing room, and and all the Canadians for sure would have have numbers in their stall of which guy you have to grab tonight. Even the Russians, some of the Russian guys had that. But this particular night, his MMA guy, uh, not Povetkin, an MMA guy, had just knocked somebody out the night before. So we walk in and the, the big screen's got hit the knockout on a loop. And, and we're doing our warm-ups. Their goalie was Kerry Romo, and he's kind of cutting the red line. So I, I slew-footed him on the way by. And he's like, he fucking does this tumble. Dude, <laughs> that's like fucking like slap shot when the yeah, guy's skating like around. In, in Hartford, in the American League. I don't oh, know that night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they had this kid. Head-high slap shots. I used to take head-high as hot yeah. as I could slap shots down the other end. So it'd be like a game. It'd be like 70, 80, 100 foot. And I'd be like, ooh, it's curving. It's curving. Oh, it just went right by his face. <laughs> <laughs> and who was it? It was Gang. Oh, I don't know, but I just started teeing up slap shots from our blue line down their end, like 20 bucks in a row. It was fucking oh. nuts. They were all like hiding. <laughs> so what? So, <laughs> oh, dude, we could talk forever. So I was hoping to actually – um. Get that Yaga story, then wrap it up. I wanted to try to okay. call you like okay. once. No, but like I'm trying to get you and Sean Avery and Jason um, as my like weekly guests where I like call you and be like, yeah. hey, what's up? I'll, my phone's always free. I'll wrap All it right. up. I'll do, I'll do the cliff version real quick. I know no, 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 no. I want the full version, but I'm just saying um, I got, we got well, three more guys. Got the, and we're you've be got going the main part out. You've got the main part out right now, but needless to say, the number. Oh, you slew footed my... the guy. You slew footed the guy at the. Yeah, and they had. This <laughs> it was a goalie. <laughs> yeah, Romo played in the NHL a lot after, but they had a real tough Russian kid. Spitov was his name. I think he's a second rounder to the Islanders. Uh, anyway, played a lot in Florida. He comes, and I had fought him a couple times in the league already, and, and we had like a fucking marathon fight. It was like. Like, ridiculous. And this is warm-up. And they've never seen anything like this before in Russia. And we had another tough kid on our team, uh, Sugden. 
Like, it was like a street fight. Like, you could just feel the tension. And he completely gears down and just starts skating around suckering guys. And nobody wanted anything to do with him. Well, me and Spitoff were fighting. Anyway, we just tired ourselves off. We went to the room, and, and like, nothing changed. Like, we still had our assignments. We still had to fight our guys. And Sugden was supposed to fight Spitoff, and Spitoff played with Yeggs, and I'm supposed to fight And, like, and I'm telling Yeggs, like, you got to – like, I – you, I got to fight you. And he's like, no, like, no. So, feet so, off and sucked and start fighting. And the eggs is just standing there. And I, I had to, like, the fucking mafia's up there. I fucking cracked him. And it was, <laughs> it was like his head hit the ground first, but he had like a spring on his back and he bounced right up. I was shocked. And he grabbed me, put me in this huge headlock. And then there's another guy around my waist. Another guy around his waist. It was like a big dog pile, and nothing really ended up happening. But Yags fucking hated me for it, man. Hated me for it. We get kicked and out. You played with them in two other teams. Yeah, and you know, like in warm ups, he'd be always like, "Dars, why are you here? I thought you were so good." I'm like, "Yags, call your people. Get me a job back there. Like, you're the only one that thought I was good, I guess." Like, but uh, it, it, he was he was in a difficult situation not not difficult but he was moody when i played with him it's not like we were buddies no like, yeah I, he wasn't everybody fucking asked me all the years and this and that there's so much bullshit about that guy like he worked so hard i was like i tell that the story part is, that's that bullshit. part is true billy the the working hard part is true Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I know he got off the ice every day, first one off the ice, and people used to yeah. say, oh, he works yeah. out at his house. I'm like, well, you can't do extra fucking hockey stuff at your house, but whatever. Yeah. I, anyway. Yeah, played with him a bunch, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he tried to fucking big wheel me in the steam room. I gripped, the, grabbed the stat sheet out of his hand and whipped it in his face. Told him yeah, he, he did to that to me in line. the shower. He did that to me in the shower one time, too. It was just like, like I was there late, and... And we're in the shower, and I'm like, hey, eggs, what do you got going on after? And it was like, I was like, echo, echo, echo. Like, he didn't even fucking acknowledge that I was a human being. But yeah, but well, anyway, yeah, well, and then, and then he knows that I might punch him in a game, and he's my buddy at the red line, right? Like, one of those fucking guys. Oh, yeah. So, well, that's where I'm going with this whole thing. I yeah. Mean, the fucking, I mean, and then he ended up sewering me, man, because that was, I, I had one more year. In, in the KHL or in, on that team, and then they didn't bring and they didn't bring any of us back. So I went to the Czech Republic, and uh, like a buddy, Ladislav Kohn got me over to his team in Trinets, and uh, cool little spot. And it would have worked out just fine, but fucking Jaeger owns that whole league, man. And like it was always his picture and my picture in the front of the newspaper, and he was outraged, and then our coaches and our management is like, holy shit. Like we didn't know that this was going to happen. And then thankfully, um, uh, Seska, uh, the red army team in Moscow, they called agent and, and I, I ended up getting a job there anyway, but yeah, he was going to completely fuck me out of my job in the Czech Republic because he's a pussy. But anyway, yeah. After the day the after, story. listen to this, the day after, I remember how this went the day after I fucking, um, or that night, we got a game, and all the boys are going out with me. We're going out, and, um, you know, I was kind of like the party coordinator, and um, he's like, can I go out with you guys? I'm like, and it was like the next day after I threw the stat sheet in his face. So he was, yeah, he was, uh, he would pick his spots. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, he ended up coming out that night and hooking me up with this girl from uh, Budapest, Hungary. 
And uh, yeah, he's like, he like uh, pawned her off on to me. And he's like, I got a girlfriend and this and that. And she was gorgeous. So he kind of made up for it there. <laughs> but listen, dude, can, uh, can we get together uh, next week and do another like check-in and um, whatever? You, you ever listen to uh, the Levitard show, Stugatz on ESPN no. Radio? No. No, it, it's really good. He's interesting. But after, after he interviews a guest, he's always like, hey, can we do this tomorrow? Let's do this tomorrow. And... And yeah, so for sure, Billy, next week, call me anytime. Awesome. And uh, please give my best to everyone. And I love you, buddy. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. See Bye. you, buddy. Thanks for joining in. Listen up, everybody. I got Nico Dimitrakis, uh, Somerville, Massachusetts native. I believe he is the only NHL hockey player ever born and raised in Somerville. Is that right, Nico? I believe so. I believe so. I'm not too um, sure, but uh, I don't know I'm if pretty anybody- sure. Yeah, I don't know if anybody uh, uh, has heard much about Nico DiMacracus lately. He moved out to Chicago when he retired. Um, he was a, a BU recruit, ended up at Maine, and, um, and uh, was probably um, the most skilled hockey player I've ever met uh, in Massachusetts. Um, not undersized by any means. I think he was about 5'11 to 6 foot, about 200 pounds. Uh, played a lot bigger than he was and uh, was a real superstar, and a kid I really, that was younger than me, but I really looked up to him for a younger kid, the way he carried himself and the way he played the game of hockey, and I was, uh, we're blessed to have you, and I'm hoping that you can tell us your story. Uh, Why don't you start from the beginning? Who got you into hockey? Well, I appreciate, appreciate the kind words. Now, my my uncle actually got me started into hockey at a young age, uh, four years old. What's his Um, name? You know, I come from uh, uh, Reggie. Uh, he, uh, you know, played hockey, uh, when he came over here from Italy, they, they went to BU medical school. They played for the BU medical team. So I would go over there and skate with them and stuff as I got older. But, um, yeah, he took me skating one day and then he came home that day, told my, my mom and dad, like, Hey, we got to get him some skates. We got to get some equipment. And then that was it. I How fell in love you? with it at a young age. I was four at that time. Um, you know, he just happened to take me to like a to a pond to skate with like some of his, uh, uh, I think it's his his wife now, but his girlfriend at the time. Their family had a little pond in the backyard, and that was it. And did um did you uh did you take to it right away? Could you not get enough of it? Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much as a kid. Uh, you know, that's all I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to play hockey. I wanted to play other, you know, anything, baseball, whatever it was, football on the street. Just hey, wanted to play sports. It just Somerville it consumed Youth my life. Somerville Youth Hockey. I started. Yeah, I started out at Somerville Youth Hockey. Um, played there, you know, up until you know AAA, uh, like I would say, like Peewees. And then you branched out with uh, this uh, Paul Vincent, I think. Or um, I played for I, Mr. V. Used to actually uh, run our power skating classes at when I played for St. Moritz. Every Monday night we would have them, and then. Uh, I was lucky enough to play for his um, – he had a team that went up to the Pee Wee tournament. He had, like, you know, like a select team of, of AAA players that they came in and watched, and uh, they, they assembled the team. And um, he actually coached me, so that was a pretty cool experience going up to the Pee Wee tournament with him. Uh, but, yeah, every Monday night, worked on our skating and stuff, and no pucks, and uh, really definitely helped, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the real deal, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, how did yeah. you end up in Matignon? I mean, you probably could have picked any high school you wanted to go to. Yeah, I just, I grew up watching Matignon and, um, 
another friend of mine from my town was was into it as well. And who's that? You know, as a young kid, young kid. Uh, his name is Mark Buckley. He uh, he didn't play anywhere um, after high school, but we just went to all the games as kids. We knew the players on the team, and you know, kind of like you do with a college team, you have a favorite high school team. You know, there's a lot of tradition in Boston with the high school hockey and stuff. So, uh, Matt and I was like 10 minutes, you know, from my house. And that was a team I, I kind of gravitated towards. We had uh, one kid from my hometown, Danny Lupo, who played there. who was a little older than me. I know Danny um, Lupo, RIP Danny Lupo. Yeah, rest in peace to Danny. Um, yeah, great athlete from Somerville. Another good one. Uh, sick football player. Uh hockey, everything, you know, good, just a good athlete. So a buddy of mine was uh, the quarterback at Matinon High School and uh, Danny was best friends with him. So I would, I'd see him a lot. So obviously followed him. And then, you know, there was guys like Dougie Wood who went to BU, who we sure. looked up to. Yeah, um, Dougie's Santinelli. a great guy. Um, Mike Santanelli, he's my age, a great hockey player. Yeah, so those Left are the guys shot. that we – Jerry Keefe, you know, we looked up to those guys. And, yeah, uh, Jerry's a buddy I, of mine. I wanted to go there and, and, and keep it going, and that's why I kind of went there, you know. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. uh, can you take us to the recruiting process with the, uh, the colleges? I know you had your pick of the colleges. Yeah, it just kind of happened organically. Um, I think it was June, junior year after the super eight. Uh, we were in like an assembly at school and I got a phone call from uh, Jack Parker. They called me out of the assembly and, and that was like the first time I had talked to a D one school and went there and, you know, I grew up going over the BU uh, to watch their practices and hang out with the guys. It was, you know, something I wanted to do after school that I look forward to, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely a huge dream. Went to all their games, you know, the Midnight Madnesses and all that stuff. And then actually got an opportunity to go to the Midnight Madness as a recruit. So, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was What's great, the Midnight Madness? Experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the first practice of the year that they have that they invite their recruits to. And it's at midnight. Wow. You know. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. They have it in basketball more, I would say more often. Um, but that was like their first official practice. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I was supposed to go to BU and then, you know, I didn't, I didn't end up going there, but. What um, happened? Uh, you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, certain, certain things, uh, you know, I was, I was, originally going there on a, on a, on a, a full ride and, and then uh, things didn't work out. I went to, uh, they set me up at Avon um, because at that year they, they started the clearinghouse. And, uh, you know, so I had to get a certain uh, score on the SATs and I was short 30 points. So uh, they set me up at Avon. Such bullshit. Avon <laughs> Such and, fucking uh, bullshit. Dude. Yeah, but it is what it is. At the time you're upset because that was a big dream of mine. You know, that was, I was locked in to go there. Um, you know, and they said basically I could, you know, sign, you know, once I passed the test and they came down and they, they shortened the deal to two years. And, you know, at that time, like, I don't know, 80,000, I don't think it was, or, uh, for two more, two, two years and just, just wasn't going to work out. And then, uh, end up going to prep school and, and playing there and having, you know, a good season. And there was a coach that I forget what school it was. I can't remember if it was Loomis or one of those prep schools, but the guy actually played at Maine and uh, I had a good game and, and he called the Grant Stanbrook and Grant Stanbrook's, uh, you know, thank God I got to meet that guy in my life. Who's a, I love big Grant. Yeah. yeah. One of the best, best hockey people out there. Yep. Best, best guy ever. And, yep. um, you know, he, he actually drove down and 
from Maine, I think it was like an eight hour ride to give me my, you know, my plane tickets. And you saw the care that he showed and, you know, the passion in the game and the way he talked. And, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Like I would never met Grant if I went to BU probably, you know? So um, obviously at the time it, it was terrible. I, I wanted to go there so bad, but you know, things well, are, uh, things are I'm, great I'm, at Maine I'm, and uh, had, we had a great career, great teams. And yeah, you know, I don't want to interrupt you, but I gotta, I gotta say this. Your senior year, <laughs> wow. You had 43 games played, 20 goals, 31 assists, <laughs> but 51 points. This is college hockey, boys. And plus 11 with 44 pims. And, uh, yeah, you should have left after your junior year, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had uh, a couple you... injuries in college that um, – Oh, what happened? I, I wasn't playing full – I didn't get any really full seasons in my sophomore year. And um, – in junior, uh, I had a, a shoulder issue, tore my bicep off the shoulder and the labrum and everything. And, uh, you know, I was uh, – I had decent years, you know, but – Decent. I think um, I want to go to the uh, – I mean, I, you had probably every college – No, I bet, um, you know, like everybody has things, you know, every player uh, needs to work on things and obviously work at all the skills in the game. Um but I, I had to really commit to, to the off ice stuff, you know, like that, that's a, that's a huge thing, especially now it's everybody does it, um, you know, committing that way. And, you know, growing up and maturing, I would say, you know, um, I was pretty athletic as a kid. So I, like that stuff came easy, kind of easier to me. Um, but understand the game and learn the game at Maine and playing a 200 foot game and being responsible defensively, you know, the little details of the game, which, I learned a lot at Maine. I didn't really, you know, have much of that before that because, you know. Well, you, won a hard, you won an NCAA championship there, I think, as uh, what, your sophomore or junior year? No, my freshman year, freshman actually. Freshman year, geez. Yeah. I think, you won, I think you won the winning goal. Did you score the winning goal? I'm pretty uh, sure I remember you scoring with, like, two seconds left. One of them no, games, that, I don't remember. That, that goal was um, Hockey East final my sophomore okay. year. Okay. That was uh, against BC at the Garden in the Hockey East. And then uh, – Freshman year, no, I, I, I scored the goal, uh, tying goal in the um, semifinal game versus BC and then uh, set up the game winner. And then in the final, we played UNH and beat them in overtime. It was a great game. Um, I, had a, I had a goal in that game as well. Uh, but we had, we had great teams. We had such good uh, senior leaders, you know, like David Cullen, Stevie Correa, Jason Vitorino, Marcus Gustafson, you know, then you got Alfie Michaud, and then that's like, just solid guys. Brendan Walsh was up there. He's a huge part of our locker room. Um, and they infused us with uh, – there was another senior, Bobby Stewart. Great guy. Yeah. Just hard. I, I knew Bobby From Western Stewart. Canada. Yeah, he um, played in Boise with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. And uh, and then they injected an unbelievable fresh, freshman class. There was like six of us that they – that just jumped in and started, you know, contributing. Um I don't think great. any. I don't think any like you did though. <laughs> no, we had some. We had. We had. I we don't had know, some. dude. You were the best player on the ice, dude. <laughs> oh, Listen, let's move on. A... Let's move on from the college because you have a lot of <laughs> hockey to talk about today. All right. Oh, here it is. Yeah, five eleven one ninety three. Uh, Boston, Mass. May twenty first, nineteen seventy nine. And you were a hundred and fifty fifth. I can't believe you didn't get picked in the first round. That's crazy. You lasted until the fifth round. Can you tell me about the draft process? How the fuck does Nico Dimitrakis go in the fifth <laughs> round? This is nuts. That's what I'm. This know. is why I'm doing my hockey show because people want. They need to know about the real. The real. I'm the real deal. 
You're the real deal. Tell me about your draft process. <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't really rated like, you know, I was a 5'11 and not a, you know, six foot four at that time. That's, I would say that's what they were kind of looking for, but there wasn't too many small guys that were getting drafted in the top two rounds from what I can remember. No, they weren't. Um, um, but I mean, still your skill level was yeah. far above everybody else's in the country. Yeah. Today's game, different story. Uh, but you know, those, that's what, that's what it was. I wasn't really on the, um, on the draft list until, uh, I would say like freshman year at Maine, you know, um, started to get a little more attention that way, but like, you know, I just, just kept working at it. And, and there was guys in my team that at Maine that were drafted in the first round and rated and stuff. And, you know, you're working against these guys every day and other guys, uh, upperclassmen that are going to play pro hockey. So, you know, you just got to, whatever happens, happens. Like everybody's path's different. Some guys are rated at 15, 16 years old now. You know, some guys it, it takes till you're 20. Everybody's cards, are, you know, that they're dealt are different. And you just got to kind of work hard and move forward from all of it, all of it, you know. Um, Were but you the surprised? process. So the, no, so I wasn't on it. And then all of a sudden, actually, a couple of my teammates came up to my room one day and said, hey, you're on the list. You know, they were happy for me. Um, so then, you know, then the agents, a couple agents call and then, you know, you meet with them. And I picked an agent out of uh, New York, George Bezos. And did you have, and um, that, sorry, did you have, any, um, well, I, the reason why I know to ask about this is, uh, anyways, I know that like my draft process, how it went, did you have agents calling you local guys or anything like that? No, no, I didn't what? really, I didn't have any local agents. Calling. What? I had a, uh, I had a West coast guy and I had uh, somebody from New York, you know, their firm was in New York and, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I think at that time in Boston, it was like, I think Bobby Orr just started like with Kropelka. Yeah, I that was who I signed with. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I, they were great guys. And, you know, Kropelka's from Arlington just didn't, you know, I guess didn't work He's out. He's a maggot. Or... I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but that dude's a maggot. But anyways. No, I, well, I, I've never had any problems with the guy, like, He's always been nice to me, so but like we never even got to that point to where you know he was going to represent me or anything. Why not? Um, but I went, I went with Bezos. I went with Bezos. You know they showed interest, and obviously you want someone to show interest in you that's going to go to bat for you. And um, yeah, then, then that summer it started meeting with a couple teams like at the draft. It actually was in Boston that year in '99, <clears throat> um, and uh, you know I interviewed with like four or five teams, and then. Uh, you know, I didn't think I was going to get drafted by San Jose. Their, their draft uh, meeting was like two hours long. And um, I came out of there thinking, no way they're going to pick me. And they actually, they picked me. And so, who uh, was the main guy interviewing you? Uh, Timmy Burke. Oh, situate guy, I believe. Is he? Or, yeah, yeah, I think he's – I know Chip Burke is his brother. He's from um, – I know the Burks are from situate. I believe he is a situate guy, yeah. But uh, I, I, I'm not positive I, on I, that. I'm but pretty I sure he, he was – I think he might be in like Melrose, like that north. All right, different guy then, because there is a Burke family. Uh, a Timmy Burke <coughs> played hockey at Harvard and then became a front office guy, I believe. I think yeah, there's no. a couple Timmy Burks. There's a no. Chip Burke. Chip Burke was the the doctor for the Penguins too. He was a situate guy. That's how maybe I'm confusing him. But uh, so we go to San Jose. What's your first camp like? First great uh, camp was. Uh... Anything that, like, was, yeah. like, like you didn't no, expect? No, just, you know, no, you knew it was going to be tough, right? Like, you're going to an NHL camp. It's going to be something different than, 
you know, we work, we work extremely hard in Maine. Like we had, you know, tough practices and, but now you got guys that are, you know, as good as you, if not better. Right. Um, guys you looked up to. So that's like a little period where you kind of have to get over. Anybody like impress first, you, know, for, Nico? Oh yeah. Um, uh, Timo Solani was on my team that year at camp. Uh, who else do we have? Patty Marlowe, uh, Vinny Danfus, Marco Sturm. Um, we had Nabokov was a goalie. Um, yeah, no, Timo Solani was unbelievable. What a great guy. Like, such a good skater, smart vision. Obviously scored so many goals in his career. He's just a great player. Uh, Did he teach you anything? Yeah. Did you ever have, like, a, something where that, like, you know. Yeah, you of like course. To... Like, you learn, you learn how to play to play at that pace. Like, you know, moving the puck, giving and going, and doing things quick. Uh, it's fun to play with those types of players, you know, making, making plays. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the best of all time to do it, and it was privileged to play to play with him. You know, well, I mean, I you to, played with. I got to played. actually play with him. I got to play with him for 21 games my first year. It was unbelievable. Well, that's what I'm saying. You were you were a featured player. You were uh, you. Uh, I played the point on the power play on a lot of teams. Uh, also in the NHL, I did play the point on the second power play. Um, you played the point on the power play. Tell us, do you like doing that? I loved it. Yeah, I know. I loved it. I actually, I did a little bit of both. I. Um, Half wall? Actually, actually, yeah, I played the half wall a bit. But, like, going back to high school, how this all happened, uh, somebody broke their leg. A defenseman broke their leg. And and so I, my coach was like, I need you to play D this year. So I actually moved back to D as a junior in high school and played D. You know, like, I wasn't a defensive-minded player at that time, you know. So, yeah. But it was good to learn from both sides, you know, learn the game from both ends of the ice and see what the D are seeing when they're coming up the ice vice versa, what the forwards need to do to get open. Because you see in practice so many times, guys yelling at each other, like, move the puck or get open. You know, yeah. you're not open. I can't move it to you. Yeah, sure. So, no, that was good. And then, like, obviously, like, playing D, it's a little bit of different skating, a lot of forward to backwards and a lot of hip hip transitions and stuff like that. So that helped me. And then, you know, when I went to Maine, uh, Coach Walsh started mixing me in on a power play at the right point. And uh, – that was it. I felt comfortable doing it up there. I like being the – that's nice, a good position to be the quarterback and kind of dictate what goes on in the PP, you know? I used to love playing catcher in baseball and shortstop because I touch <laughs> the – you get to touch the ball all the time. Well, I pitched mm – -hmm. I played shortstop and I played catch. So, listen, we went from uh, San Jose. We had a good run in San Jose. Um, yeah. Who was coaching there, by the way? Uh, coaching at the time was uh, – uh, Ron Wilson, uh, who else? Rob Zetla and uh, Tim Hunter. Rob Zetla is that the guy that played in? Um, no, that's uh, the he he there's... played uh, he played for the Capitals, I believe. Yeah, there's a, who's the guy with the Z on the end of his name? He's a left shot. He played for the Bruins a little bit at the end. Uh, oh, I'm not sure. Shit, I think he was number. Four he might have. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure. So um, we went Dougie, to uh, Doug, Doug, Doug Wilson was the GM there. Yeah, great Dougie Wilson, player. great hot. Yeah, uh, defenseman. Yeah, defenseman, yeah. Chicago. Um, awesome, awesome puck mover. Uh, yep. Great head of hair. <laughs> oh, the best, the best hair. The best. So hair. the lockout year, we have you going over to uh, uh, Lugano or or Longo. No, I went. I went to uh, Lang now. Actually, that Langnow. year I was up in Maine. I was at Maine training up there. Uh, um, with the team and it was kind of cool to uh be able to help those guys and, and sit back and, and watch their games on the weekends and then practice with them during the week and train did you go um, full pads with them 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, Billy Ryan, Boston guy, he was uh, up in Maine as a freshman. Billy um, is the best. He's the one that yeah. said, you should get Nico. I said, you think he knew it? <laughs> I said, do you think he would? And I chased it down for two days. So thank me and you always got along awesome. I remember, I, I think I went to your house after one of the skates one day. We went to lunch over in Somerville. Yeah, when we played at, uh, we were at BU, I think. Yeah, yeah. Me yeah, and you we were boys. That's where I met you. That's where I met you at BU. Yep. We, that was the first time I ever met you. I've never seen a kid. So uh, not to your face. I was old. I couldn't let you know this right off the rip. But I used to call you. I used to call you Nikki Velcro. And they were like, "What the fuck is Nikki?" I go, "You ever see him carry the puck?" I've never seen. I'm not kidding. I've never seen a kid with better uh, hands. You had the best hands I've ever seen. Uh, Thank and you. also, I you had an it. awesome center of gravity. Um, you couldn't get knocked off the puck. You were amazing. And um, you got my kids coming down. That's you guys all right. can't let's, be in this. Let's, let's say let's say hi to them if you want. You want to say hello real quick? Yeah, Come say, and say hello. hello real quick. Of course. Hey, we're, this is, we're talking. This is Demi hi. hi, guys. Hey, That's don't Billy. be shy. Hey, we're talking to your dad because he's. I a don't big... think they can hear you. I have the earpiece. All right, on. you tell him what I'm saying. We're talking to your dad because we're he's a stud hockey, hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking hockey. Yeah. Anyways, uh, listen. No. Can we move okay. on to? Uh, yes, when, we can move on. Once we left uh, yeah, Switzerland, thanks, guys. Love you guys. And said thank listen, you. Hey, so we, we got traded. Sorry about that. How did we get traded? How did San Jose trade one of their best young prospects uh, in 100 years? I don't know. Fight I got with traded the at the deadline. Well, yeah, I don't know. Someone else you know, wanted you. Maybe. More. Some, well, somebody else. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, was it was it the best, uh, you know, relationship? Who did they trade you, know, you for? I was trying to, I'm, I'm a young guy trying to find my way. And, you know, I ended up getting traded, like, uh, right at the 3 o'clock deadline. Um to Philly. So, you know, it happened, you know, obviously I didn't want to leave, but it happened. Uh, that was a cool experience too. I got to go there and play with some good players and, and learn from them too. Like Peter Forsberg and, you know, can we Mike backtrack Canu a sec? Can we back? Yeah. I want to backtrack. I want to talk yeah. about where did you live in, in, in San Jose? Where did you live? Did you like living out there? I didn't yeah, even the first ask you off. First year, the first year I lived with, uh, Todd Harvey's family. Okay. Um, and I played this, against uh, him in junior. Towards the end of that year, uh, I was able to get a place, and I, and I moved to a town called Los Gatos. Um, lived by myself there, and then um, the following year, um, I lived in uh, Almaden Valley. Was there big? Uh, was there big money out that way? This, I mean, I I just think of San Jose like yeah, well, computer. The, 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 yeah, the dot com area, and uh, you know everything's out there. Right, right in the downtown area, uh, you know, Google and all Microsoft and everything like that, Apple. How far is um, uh, San Jose from San Francisco? Uh, it's about, I'd say, 40 to 50, 45 That's minutes. it? Yeah, 45 to 50 minutes. So San Fran, did, I, I was always wondering why they never got a hockey team. They don't really need one. They got San Jose. Yeah, no, we have a lot of fans in that area. They, they originally started playing, I believe, in the Cow Palace, which is it, it's closer to San Francisco. It's the okay. first rink they had. Um, and then they moved to San Jose at a later date, but no, we would go down there all the time for dinner and stuff. And we had a couple of days off, stuff like that. It was good. I got a story for you. My buddy, he, uh, he called me one time and, um, I didn't know this till after, but he's like, how's it going? I'm like, Oh, it's going good. Except 12 of our guys, 
got uh, sick on the plane. So we had to, like, fly in seven guys from, like, Wilkes-Barre in San Jose. My buddy loaded up against us because we got beat, like, 7 nothing. It was funny anyway. <laughs> Well, it's a listen, tough place to play as an opponent. Ac- ac- absolutely. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was. Great it, fans. Great yeah. fans. Yeah, Some it of was. the best fans, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So when yeah. we went to Philly, uh, who was the coach and who was it? Was Bobby Clark was the uh, GM? Yeah, Bobby Clark was the GM. Ken Hitchcock was the head coach. Um, How did you like uh, Hitch? Yeah, he was good. Hitch was good. Uh, Better than Wilson? Different styles. Totally different, you know. Um did you have a better relationship with Hitch than you did with Wally? I, I was a young guy, and I, I don't even know, like, I had a decent relationship with both of them. But as a young player, you don't really, you know, it takes a few years before you get that, I wouldn't say, like, you know, buddy or friend relationship, but you, where you can actually talk on a different level, right? So as a young guy, when I was coming up and when you were coming up, you just kind of told what to do and, you know, kept your mouth shut and worked hard and, you know, the old guys kind of ran the room. I feel like it's changed a little bit now um, in today's game. But, no, oh, so. just, I just feel like the guys that are coming in now, like the guys are getting paid are the guys, you know, that are younger in a sense now. Um, you know, you had to pay your dues before, right? Now kind of getting paid off of uh, potential and uh, what you could do and the way the CBAs all, uh, you know, changed a bit. So, um yeah, I had decent relationships with both of them, but anything um, you learned from Hitchcock? Yeah, that, like on the defensive side of the puck for sure. Uh, he used the term of uh, you know getting above the puck. You know, being above the puck, your first step should be above the puck, so you can take a good angle on the back check and stuff like that. What does that um, mean? Because I don't, I, I I've heard that, but I don't even know what that means. So say if somebody's wheeling the net. You don't want to chase him behind the net, you know. You want to get above him, get it back above the puck, and especially if you're, you know, get back above the guy that you're checking or whoever it is so you can take a good angle and try and disrupt him, you know. Um, so defensive, like side, defensive side he of the really, puck. He really, he really, he really, yeah, just, yeah, defensively getting the puck back. Like he was, he, he was really being, he was really on that, like being intense and, and, and hunting the puck down, you know, and, and doing it the proper way so everybody was on the same page. And, you know, he held the accountable. We had a ton of meetings as lines and stuff. Like, we were a younger group. My line uh, played with Jeff Carter and R.J. Umberger, and we would have meetings all the time just to keep you, keep in line and stuff and uh, working hard on both sides of the puck. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a big fan of actually meetings. I, I just don't want them to be too long. You know what I mean? I, want, <laughs> yeah. I always would call when I was coaching in Cape Cod, I would call meetings every day. I would say, we're going to have a meeting today. And you, and the biggest thing about calling a meeting is you want to make sure everybody's following the rules, like getting there early, sitting there waiting for you. And sometimes I just walk in and I go, all right, yeah, I just want to make sure you guys were out of bed. <laughs> so listen, I want to talk a little bit more about the Flyers, actually. Um, I don't feel like you got a, 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 I mean, I played in Philly, so mm-hmm. I think they're fucked up out there as far as uh, like Bobby Clark and whole, like all these guys that have been there for so long. Uh, they've never won. They never have good teams. They spend all this money. All this, It's like the Rangers. What do you think the problem with, as an organization, as, excuse me, I'm starting to get buzzed up. As an organization, what is the problem with the Philadelphia Flyers? And I'll tell you what I think if you want to know. I don't know, man. Like, honestly, like, 
They haven't won they haven't, since fucking they until they, they, they bullied everyone had, to win. They've always had great teams and uh, just seem, couldn't seem to finish it off. But, you know, at times uh, – Who was your goalie? You know, we had uh, – our goalie was uh, Robert Esch. Yeah, Robert Esch and, uh, and Tiro Nidamaki. Um, we had a decent team. We just – we played Buffalo that year in the playoffs, and uh, they beat us four games to two. They were a pretty, pretty good team at that time. You know, uh, we just couldn't – we couldn't pull it off. But, you know, we had – you know, Peter had some issues with his feet, uh, Forsberg. So, that's a huge guy in our lineup. What was the story there? They couldn't get – uh, skates to, to, you know, fit them or they... No, I, I think it was like ankle or foot. Something was, something was wrong with a bone in his foot or something like that. So yeah, he had a bunch of, he had, I remember seeing one day after practice, he had a whole bin full of skates, all different types of models, like through Bauer, you know, to see which one felt okay. Um, so yeah, he was hurt. He was playing through an injury, through injuries and stuff. You ever get lace bite? as a warrior. You ever get lace bite? Yeah, it's course, fucking yeah. horrible. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst <laughs> thing. So I'm thinking this guy got lace bite. Um, yeah, man. no, 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 no. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I wasn't there. I was only there for about a year and a half. So. Um, Do you feel like they're impatient? They, they, had, they haven't won, so they want to win, right? Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. So yeah, things change. Uh, We're talking if you 50, win, if, if you win, they, you know, things things usually stick stick together back then. But yeah, I don't know. We had a good team, but I don't know what it was. You know, they they obviously had a certain style that they want to play. You know, and at first, when I first got there, they, you know, I didn't know if I was going to even play because the way I, you know, my style is different, right? So, but what actually, is your ended, style? Up, ended, ended up working out. I'm a puck possession guy. I like to, I like to, you know, when I played, I like to have the puck on my stick. Yeah, you don't like to dump it in. <laughs> you no, know? I don't like to dump it in too much. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't no. think that's a maybe got, maybe got in trouble a couple times, you know, back then. What would you put wheel it, in, it back? It Start ragdolling yeah. it back? Yeah, like if I if I had a little space on a D and I could get him to get his feet below, you know, towards his dots, you know, and I didn't have anything, I would shut it down and come back up the wall and wait for late guys and – and stuff like that, and kind of. When you say maybe, feet towards his dots, you mean to get him to turn? No, like I would if I had if he didn't have a good gap on me, you know, and he was threatened by the speed. If I came with at, at, with speed at him, and I knew like, okay, I probably can't get around to the net. I can't go to the net. Like it's, it's not there. So then I would, you know, hit the brakes and come back up the wall and delay and stuff like that. Um, I like to do that. I, I didn't want to give it away unless I could put it on someone's stick, you know, or get a shot on net. What, so um, when you came down on a D man, you knew you could beat him one on one, no matter who it was. If you had a gap, if you had some space. Yeah, not necessarily even beat him and go by him. Like I feel like a lot of kids, even today's game. I work with kids now, um, and helping them. Can you tell us about things. that real quick? So we, so if there's kids in the Chicago area who want to contact you, and, and, and how do we, how do they? Yeah, do I train. I train all different ages here, from you know little guys to to college players couple uh you know in the summers maybe a couple skates with some older you know pro guys that are around that live here um but yeah no i enjoy working with with all the kids and and being how do they get in touch with nico dimitrakis to get to get to work with you um don't be shy it's actually it's word of mouth i don't have a website or anything I so just, what's your phone number then let's get these kids <laughs> to work with nico dimitrakis they, the, you're the best, dude. I want these kids in Chicago to know you're the best to work with. So how do they work with you? How do they get in touch with you? They got to email me. All right. What's your email? 
Nico Dimitrakos Hockey at Gmail. Can you spell that for me, my brother? N I K O D I M I T R A K O S hockey at gmail.com. All right, everybody, you can see how humble Nico is. He was one of the best hockey players to ever play the game, okay? <laughs> he was that good, okay? I'm there to testify to that. He's the only NHL player ever to come out of Somerville, Massachusetts, okay? Here we go. We're going to leave. Uh, we're going to leave. Oh, you were in bingo for a little? Oh, you, well, let's yep, talk about yep. the Chicago Wolves. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, right? I, uh, yeah, so after Philly, I came to Chicago. Um, they had a great team. Awesome coach, John Anderson. I love the Great guy. organization to play. The best place to play in the American best League. Best place, sure. 100%. Shout out to you yeah. guys. Um, we had a good run that year. We went to the Western Conference Final and uh, got beat by uh, Hamilton. Carey Price was a rookie, actually. Okay. Played unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was great. And uh, No, but I had a great time here. I got to play with an ex-teammate, Corey LaRose. Yep. Here in Chicago. Then, I played uh, with Corey yeah. and Hartford. Yep. And then um, two UNH guys that we played against, you know, a lot at Maine, uh, Darren Hadar and Jason Krog, two excellent players. Jason like, Krog, very, excellent player. Yep. Very smart guy, uh, yep, hockey good players. Kid. Yep. Um, yeah, we had a good group. Uh, Freddie Brathwaite was our goalie. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, hey, Grant Fuhr, Pokey Reddick, Freddie Brathwaite. Uh, let me keep going. I can, oh, um, Malcolm Subban, how many black holes are we going to get that are unbelievable? Freddie Brathaway was awesome, too. He was a fucking dynamite. Weeksy, Weeksy, great, uh, great goalie. There's another one, too. It's killing me right now. He's a, he's a funny hand. Uh, I played against him in the minors. Anyways, what did you think about uh, Chicago as a city when you first got there? Were you like, holy uh, shit, it, it's spread well, out, right? So, at that time, I had met, uh, I had met somebody, and then uh, sh she's from Chicago, so – when I got moved here, it was like, it was yeah. Tell us great. about me and your wife. What you were in Vegas? And you just met your wife from Chicago. Yeah, when I was in San Jose, I was out in Vegas uh, for a friend's uh, bachelor party, and ended up meeting her. And she she came to San Jose from from Vegas with me. Actually, we just we never left each other's side. And then uh, when I got traded to Chicago, we actually started out at her house that she grew up in, and uh, it was a nice easy transition. And um, I think the practice rink was like 20 minutes. The game rink was 20 minutes the other way. So it was like perfect situation. Couldn't ask yeah. for anything better. Got to yeah. play in front of her family and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. You know? They get to but know no, you. I was good. Yeah, no, Chicago is an unbelievable city. Like, you know, Boston. You. Boston's a great city, too. Growing up there was awesome. Hockey's great there. Tough and, for a guy like you, though, a big superstar, big child prodigy star with all the sports to, to, to keep out of the, uh, the limelight. Also, listen, I want to talk one more thing about going to Europe. Uh-huh. Actually, let's talk about the year in bingo, though, because you lit it up, dude. You had, uh, 40, you had 20, 20 goals, 20 assists in 64 games and 67 pims. Uh, didn't make the playoffs, so I know you didn't have a lot of line mates that year. Tell me about your time in bingo. Cause, uh, yeah, we had, we had a young team in bingo. It's a good, good experience. Some great guys there, too. Um, we had a rookie no, coach. No, Ottawa didn't never called you up, Ottawa? No, it didn't work out. I went there. I went there. Uh, Who was the coach there or the GM? Hoping to make, hoping to make the team in camp, and I tore my hip flexor, and then um, just kind of didn't work out. Didn't get the chance to get called up. Uh, the GM at the time was, I think, Murray. Brian, Brian Murray. Murray. Yep. Yeah. Who was the yeah, coach? Yeah. So then after, so then after the coach, his name was Corey Clouston. Yeah, I don't know him. Yeah, it was a rookie coach from I think from the Dub. Um, 
But yeah, we had a uh, you know Josh fucking Hennessey. idiot, <laughs> Josh Josh Hennessy from the uh, from yes, Josh is a buddy of mine. Yeah, um, I don't know if you remember uh, Jeremy Oblonsky. Yep, yep, Yabo, yep. the, the uh, Yabo. Trevor Gilly's best friend. Yeah, yeah. So he was on the team, and we had a bunch of young guys, a lot of rookies, a couple of Russian kids. Um, but then after that, yeah, it just didn't work out, and uh, went over to Sweden. Well, before you went to Sweden, I played with you at BU. All right, I remember we used to play for the last goal, and you would score it. I knew you were fucking the real deal when I wanted to be the guy to score the last goal, and I considered myself the best out there. And you would score the last goal almost every time. Tell us about being a big game player. What's it take to be a big game player? I Ice you in your want- veins. Yeah, no, you just. That's what you know. got. I don't know what else. I don't know what else you want. Like, don't, no, I mean, sports. twenty NHL guys. At the, no, yeah. no one gave a fuck. But at the end, all twenty guys gave a fuck about getting that last goal, and you did it. Probably 14, 13 out of the fourteen dates. <laughs> no, I just always let. I just I wanted to do that stuff as a kid. You know, I wanted to be in that situation. I wanted to. You know, I don't know if it's an attention thing or you, you like the limelight of 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 having the puck on your stick and and taking the last shot or like in basketball, you know, as a kid, a positive three, two, attention one. thing, good, yeah, positive no, a po- attention a good thing. positive thing. And, uh, I just, I wanted to be that guy. Uh, oh, you were in, you in high school In high school. I had, you know, some good, uh, playoff runs at Matt on and then Avon as well. And at, uh, at the university you had of Maine, six obviously. goals in two periods versus Canterbury. I was at the game. <laughs> <laughs> against Canada, yeah. Six back goals in, in two periods. I don't think you co- – I think you coach sat you for the third because you didn't want to rub it I in. Actually, I actually had a, I had a back spasm. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, third period. I didn't know why you didn't skate. I was like, why? The kid got six goals. They're not sitting them. Yeah, you guys all – and they started to come back too. Listen, what about Europe? Tell us about Europe. Finish it up with Europe uh, and then no, uh, Europe, 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 Europe was great. I went to Sweden the first year in a town called Sheleftia. And um, we actually went to the semifinals that year. We had a great team. Um, it was a great experience. People are so passionate about hockey up there. Uh, I like when they small, small town. Yeah, they have. It's like a soccer game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Europe, but but on ice. And uh, no, I had a good run. Played with a couple good uh, uh, Canadian centermen, uh, Brad Moran. And oh, uh, yeah, I played good, Syracuse. Pretty, pretty up. Columbus, pretty good connection on the ice uh, with him. Uh, and then uh, Kent McDonnell was out there too. Yep, no Kent. Um, so yeah, we had a good run. Um, and then after Shaleftia, I went to uh, Russia for a year. Played. Oh, in, was the uh, money? Mos- played Make in good money over there. Yeah, the money. Yeah, the money was good. Tax free money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what <laughs> we ru- want to know about. The, you ru- get- the, ru- the rubles were good. How <laughs> <laughs> when people used to say rubles to me, I'd be like, they pay you in fucking jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was rubies. Rubies, oh, yeah. Man. So what? What made you say, "Hey, you know what? I've had enough. I mean, this has been a good role." Well, I, had, I, I, had, I had hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Nico, hold on. Yeah. How many yeah. years was it? Where in the exactly in from Russia? call? No, from college to the end. Sixteen, right? I I played thirteen years pro. Thirteen, and then four yeah. in college. Yeah. Seventeen solid straight years. So what yep. made you say, fuck this, I gotta I, I I've had enough or what? Well, I started moving around to like different countries, right? So we're in Russia and started having babies. I had a daughter, you know. Uh that's kind of the real reason why I said I wanted to go over there and, and 
and tried. I was having a baby at the time and then, uh, uh, had another baby and eventually had three daughters and um, they had congratulations different... they're thank beautiful. you very much yeah beautiful girls and they were they had been going to different schools in different countries and they were getting older and you know there was I think the one year they they were going to stay home right and I just decided like I'm not going to keep going over there without them and and missing things and I think I was 35 at the time so I wanted to get into the hockey you know, coaching and stuff like that and, and helping kids. And so I did that and um, yeah, it was great. You know, obviously missed the game and everything and, and miss being around your buddies and, and in the locker room, traveling on the road and um, getting that excitement of playing. It's tough to, tough to match, you know? Yeah, definitely. I really miss yeah. it. I think yeah. I always will. Well, what yeah. about life after hockey? Like, is this, I know you made a lot, a lot of money playing hockey, dude. I followed your career. I was a huge fan um, I, you, I mean, not that many guys have ever impressed me out of Massachusetts. I've been the best. And, uh, when I saw you, I was like, Oh, he's, he could be better than me. <laughs> I'm like, this kid's <laughs> awesome. You're and, a great uh, player too, Billy though. Yeah. One of the best I, I, I've ever seen. I can't believe, um, um, just what a good guy you are and, um, how strong you were to get out of where you had to get out of, uh, in life. Um, I know some of us, when we grew up in our hometowns, um, it's being a big fish in a small pond. And I think that was kind of uh, always held against you. I think a lot of people uh, really uh, wanted to be Nico Dimitrakis. And there can only be one Nico Dimitrakis. There is only one Nico Dimitrakis. By far the most talented hockey player that ever come out of Boston, Massachusetts, Nico Dimitrakis. I want to thank you for your time. And uh, I love you. And you have really impressed me as a person and a hockey player over my lifetime. And I want to I wanna just give you kudos, bro, and uh, say thank you for doing this with me. I appreciate it. I thank you, too, for having me. And uh, hope uh, you guys have a great uh, success with this Listen, uh, do you, podcast. Listen, do you mind if we, we reach back out to you and call you and, and check in with you? And uh, maybe sure. you could be a, a friend of the show? Sure. That's Definitely. awesome. And listen, Definitely, dude, I, I love you. I love you. And I just want to let buddy. you know that. Best and uh, I knew you were going to do my show when I asked Billy. I knew you would do it. And um, listen, yeah, bro. Billy, uh, you, uh, you were always great to me. And, uh, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated, you know. Uh, yeah. You were always great to me. You always uh, had my back. And, you know, I got your back, buddy, too. So I still do, bro. Let's talk soon. Yeah. I love you. All right, you. buddy. Take See care. Ya. Love you, too, buddy. Thank Take you, it Nico. Easy. See ya. What's up, Keith the Coin? Billy Tibbetts here. Listen, I know you're from Chelmsford. Can you start to talk about who got you into hockey? Was it big? Was it the Danimal? Of course, it was Danimal. He got me on my <laughs> skates when I was three years old. Ah, <laughs> was Danimal a big hockey player? Uh, he played like in high school, like you know what I mean. But he never played anyway other than that. But he's always been a big hockey guy. So they yeah, got me. They got me school. going when I was three. Yeah, where? Waltham. Yeah. Oh, Waltham High, did he? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, when so. did he move to Chelmsford? We moved to Chelmsford when I was 12. Are you North so, Chelmsford or Chelmsford or what? Uh, South, oh, it's South Chelmsford, but South. they usually just say Chelmsford. Yeah, because somebody said North Chelmsford to me one time. I was like, hold on, I never heard that. Yeah, well, Jack Eichel's from North Chelmsford. Okay, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, what a player that kid is. Good guy, too. I think his dad follows me. Um, good guy. Shout yeah. out to Jack Eichel and his dad. They're great, great family. Great family. Yeah, I've never met them. I look forward to meeting them, and hopefully we can get them on the show someday. Listen, Keith, can you tell us how it all started? Like, would you play Chelmsford uh, youth hockey? 
Yeah, uh, obviously, like I said, I grew up in Waltham. I moved to Chelmsford when I was 12. Um, so I started playing Chelmsford Youth Hockey then. Um, played a but little you bit. Played, of... Where'd you play from three, uh, four to, um, you know, where'd you play before Chelmsford? Waltham Youth Hockey. Okay, okay. Um, but like when I was in Waltham, I also played for St. Moritz. Remember them? Yeah, obviously. Um, Moritz, yeah. Nico was just talking about playing for them. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you Nico's age? I think you might be a year or two older, no? Yeah, we're the, no, we're the same age. Same age. Played, we played against each other in the Super 8 our senior year. Oh, really? So, yeah. So. And who were you with? I was with Chelmsford. Chelmsford High. Really? You guys played yeah. into the Super 8? Wow. Yeah. We had, we had a really good team that year. We're, Anyone I, I would know? Uh, not on my team, no. We were. Well, you must have just carried the team then. How many points do you have? Uh, probably like a hundred. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, yeah, around, around. You had a hundred points. How many games? About 30. So if anybody doesn't <laughs> know this, um, Keith Coin come out of Norwich University. Uh, he's probably the, one of the only D3 players ever to make the NHL. I think maybe Peter Laviolette might be another one of them. But can you tell us about that journey? How'd you end up with Norwich when you lit it up in high school like that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, going my senior year, I was one of the, better players in Massachusetts you know Massachusetts hockey it was really good at that time you know so yeah. um like I said I was playing against Nico Dimitrakos um I don't know if you remember T.C. Harris yeah same was on team that. I think yeah same team that year I mean those are probably the two <coughs> best high school hockey players I ever played against yeah T.C. was awesome shout out to T.C. Harris yeah um but yeah so my senior year um obviously went to the Super 8 had a really good year and um when the year was over, I really didn't have much interest. Um, mostly Division three interests, a couple. Uh, really, the only, the only Division one school I talked to was Yale, um, and I couldn't get into Yale, so I kind of laughed at that one. I wasn't what do you getting mean? into Yale. <laughs> what do you mean? So, <laughs> not Why not? What were your grades like, Keithy? I was a, about a B student, um, but, but my SATs weren't high enough to get. What were they? Uh, about 950 to a That's pretty fucking so, good, dude. I'll take it. I'll take I that. got a 730. I was like, I passed. Fuck <laughs> it. That's hard, man. That's a hard test. It's, I wasn't going you know, to college. Listen, yeah. you could have went to any college in the world with your athletic ability. Tell us about yeah. what, what happened at Norwich, what you got there, then what happened? You're like, what the fuck? I'm at Norwich. I should be in the NHL or I should be in D1 somewhere. What, were you pissed off? Yeah, I, I was frustrated around that time just because, like I Good said. Good word. Like, Good word. I always use that. <laughs> frustrated? When I'm pissed <laughs> off, I say, oh, I'm only frustrated. Yeah, you know, all right. I was a little pissed off. I'll go all right. You thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, because all the guys I was playing against at that time were going right from, you know, high school to Division One. Who I was it? Out, who was it? Nico, who else? You know, you had Nico, you had him, you had um, uh, Jim Fahey. Yep, yep. Um, Jimmy's a good same, kid. Same year. Um the guy Mikey Ryan. Mikey Ryan was around that time. Um so there's a lot of good players. You know, they you know CM and Matt now are the two power. What are you 41? I'm 42. 42, okay. Yeah. So um, but yeah, so I was a little pissed off that I wasn't, you know, he didn't get a better look because I thought I, I deserved it. Um but coach the coach there was Mike McShane, who was coach at Providence, he was a coach at St. Lawrence. Um, and he knew my high school coach, so we, they kind of pushed me to go there and 
it worked out great. You know, I got four years I could develop and get, get, get bigger and better and stronger. So it worked out good for me. You know, if I went division one, I, I could have turned into one of those guys that never played and never got to play and develop. So, you know, it worked out good for me. That's for sure. That's kind of similar to my sophomore year at BC high when I didn't make the varsity, I was the featured player on the JV team and I'm playing against bigger, stronger, uh, older classmen and it benefited me. So, uh, yeah, right. everything happens for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, let's but... let's talk about Mike McShane. What, what's yeah. he about? What's he all about? I mean, I I I I don't know much about Norwich hockey. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a really good coach. Obviously, is he still there? Sorry, he just retired two years ago. Okay, so he was there for a, for a while. Now, um, now Norwich is a military school. If people don't know that, right? Yeah, Norwich is a half military, so you don't have to go into the military if you don't want to. So you're a civilian and military. So you're in the you're same class with guys that are in the military and everything like that so you're with them um but you know i think we had maybe two or three guys in the military on our team at that time but it's really hard to do i mean you're doing military stuff all day and school and then you add a hockey onto that so it's tough but um, you, and now you didn't do the military pot i did not no okay um, I wouldn't, what, I wouldn't what, what, what was what what was the uh what what were your thoughts on that when making that decision um because i knew I, w I wouldn't be tough enough to go through it, do the, the boot camp, and, you know, they're doing all that stuff. It's just like the military. So, um, you know, I, I actually talked to a couple guys that were there before, and they said it would be really hard to do both, you know, and I really wanted to concentrate on hockey, obviously. So I think, it would be too I think, much that, to worked, I think that worked out for you. Good yeah, thinking. exactly. So tell us about what it's like to get out of Norwich and not have a contract or what. I mean, we met let, – let me get a little background here. We met yeah. in 1999 at the Bridgewater Rink. Um, uh, uh, Neil Shea said, you're going to play with this kid, Keith Acorn, who played at Norwich, and he's a centerman, and I want you to play the wing. I said, yeah, Neil, I'll do anything for you. And uh, I had my doubts at first, but uh, you were <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, I played with you and Mike Ryan, and um, I can honestly say that I had two NHL guys on my, on my line in 1999. And then um, I don't believe you played in the Thursday Night League, though, down in Hingham, though, did you? That year? I, I, I don't think I did that year. No, I didn't. I remember that team. We had, that team was good. Yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. Had, I'm pretty sure Brendan Walsh was on that team, too. Yeah, Brendan Walsh, Brooks Orpik, um, yeah, uh, Noah, Noah, um, Noah Welch, yes. uh, Ryan Lannon. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. we had, yeah. like, yeah, we yeah. had a squad. So who's, who scouted you out of, out of Norwich? I mean, you lit it up. I mean, let's get your numbers. Oh, just tell do you know your numbers? Because I'm gonna, I have you pulled up right here. At Norwich? Yeah. Kev, can you tell us your freshman year uh, numbers? Freshman year. My freshman year, I had 30 points roughly. And then I think I went like 70, 80. Hold on. I want to pull it up. Yeah. Keep the coin hockey DB. Sorry about that. I had uh, it up. Yeah. My phone's dying. But, yeah. All right. Here you are right here. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the first, it doesn't have how many games played, but you had 33 points. Then you went from 31 games to 72 points with 33 goals. You had 31 games. The next year was 77 points. And then what'd you get? Oh, you know, you only 28 games and 56 the last year. But I mean, uh, didn't you become the all-time leading scorer at Norwich or the second? Yeah, I'm pretty I broke the goals and assists and point record, I believe. Did some kid do it since, or are you the guy that just broke the other kids? No, and then I think uh, a few years, Few years ago, a guy Curtis McLean broke the goal scoring record. Okay, so you still so, have the points record? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a good player. I love when people are like, I don't know. I'm like, no, you <laughs> fucking know. 
but uh, Curtis McLean, who was, he was a good player. He ended up actually playing a couple of games in the NHL as well. So he was a good well, player. You played well. more than a couple, Keith. Yeah. So let's talk about turning pro. Who's your agent? How did it happen? You went to the UHL with uh, the BC Iceman in 01. Correct. Um, so uh, you had Mike 44 McCain. games with 58 points, let's say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So Mike McShane, my coach, well, he, yep. uh, he was good friends with Steve Casper, who was an agent. Um, so he got me in touch with him and, um, so I signed with him and, um, how did he know, how did he know Stevie Casper for, cause, cause for the Bruins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Actually. Yeah. I used to, um, I mean, Stevie Casper was like taking every draw for the past 30 years when I was yeah, growing up. Yeah. He was a good player. Yeah. He um, was good defensive sentiment. But, um, but I also believe that Mike McShane knew Tom Rowe and Tom Rowe was the general manager of the little lock monsters at the time. Yup. Um, yup. So that's kind of how that all got together. And yep. um, he thought well, you I got called up that year though. Like you, so you right. played 44 games and then you played another 30. Yeah. So he, yeah. So I signed with them to a two way, you know, contract. I mean, I think I made 30,000 at the AHL level and 500 a week at the UHL. Um, so a little bit of a difference. Where there. is BC? The BC Bing- Iceman. Binghamton, New York. All right. I didn't know Bingo, Bingo wasn't in the uh, – didn't have a team. They were at a team uh, – yeah, maybe yeah. the next year they had a team, right? I think there they used to be the Binghamton Rangers, and then they folded. Then it became the BC Iceman, and then now they're back to the – The Senators. Senators, yeah. So you're at Lowell. You're playing 30 games your first season. How old are you, 22? 22, yep. Okay, so tell us about that season. What, 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 what did you learn something new, or what? what you, I mean, you, were you on the power play right away? You are a dynamite power play guy. You're one of the. You use a long stick too, don't you? Yeah, my. It stick, looks long. <laughs> yeah, well, my stick. I I had a normal size stick. I did till I was about twenty five, and then. Um, but I was having a real trouble getting around bigger defensemen. I was like really struggling with it in the offensive zone, like getting pucks and going around D-man. I was really struggling with it. Why well, so. they could poke it off your stick because it wasn't yeah. far enough away yeah, from there, you? There, yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. I never fucking thought of that. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and that summer, I decided to you know grow a couple, put a couple inches on my stick in the summertime, and it ended up getting you know when I had my skates on. By the time I was done, like you know, getting used to it, my stick was almost as tall as me. So. It's pretty I'm crazy. saying, yeah, because on my skates, it goes up to my bottom lip. Yeah, okay. which is which is probably what most people tell you to do, right? Well, I you mean, know, I up. just would always start long, and I'd cut it down as as I went, a little bit at a time. Right. Well, I mean, I'd add a – sorry, as the season yeah. went, I'd yeah. add a little bit. And right. I, when I say I'd add, I'd go uh, an entire inch in an entire season. So when I, I would yeah. add a millimeter. Uh, and right. then, like, the next time I felt like I needed to, I would add a millimeter. Right. So, that was how I did it. I mean, because yeah. the length of my stick was, like, uh, probably the most important thing and have my skate shop in the right way. Uh, right. I went from yeah. uh, half inch to five eighths, um, and it was one of the best things I ever did. What did you right. shop in yours at? I think I did five eighths, too, actually, to be honest. Yeah, did you do that when you were younger, though, or when you turned pro? Because a lot of guys didn't. I like I didn't do that till I turned pro. Yeah, honestly, like, I think me. before I turned pro, I did whatever they did for me. <laughs> I don't think I. Yeah, said see, so you didn't you know really I mean? even so, know until right. someone asked you, "Hey," so then right. I'd start going to the rinks. I'd say, "Hey, can you do it five eights? And the guys exactly. would know, "Hey, this guy's serious about his skates." 
Yeah, exactly. So, so listen, so you went from low. Can you tell us about your minor league journey until you got your first uh, NHL game? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it was, you know, it was up and down. I, the, the, the first training camp with the low lock monsters, after going through camp, I realized that I could play at that level. You know, from in my mindset, I just wanted to be a full-time player at the AHL. You know, I, I knew I, I knew there was going to be an uphill battle. And I knew I could do it. But after the first camp with the Low Lock Monsters, I knew that if I got a chance that I could do it. Um, and then when I got called up, I did really well. I guess I think I said, what, 15 points in 30 games that first year with them. Yeah, it was pretty um, good. Pretty good. I so, think and, and to be totally honest here, I think that following year. 16 the, points in 30 games. You should have yourself. <laughs> um, and then that following year, I'm pretty sure that I played in Bridgewater the following summer. And... I started, you know, I got to know Mike Sullivan. That's how I ended up getting my contract the, the following year. I signed a one-year deal with the Providence Bruins. Yeah, that was probably your fucking – I mean, that was your best year. You had 74 points in 78 games, 25 yeah. goals. 78 games, 25 goals, 49 assists for 74 points. In 71 PIMS, 15 playoffs games, uh, four goals, uh, one assist. In, I got to be better uh, than four, that. Four, four yeah. You guys got waxed in the playoffs. You got swept, yeah. I think. I would remember that. Yeah, I think I went to one of the games. Was Walsh I think I on the team? We lost, we lost to Manitoba then, I think. Oh, two, oh, three was Walsh. No, Walsh, he wasn't there. Uh, was no, he? Like, was Lee, no, that was the lockout year he was there. That was right. like, Matt Hurd, Andy Hilbert. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Lee, Lee Gorn. Pat Leahy. Lee Gorn. Pat Leahy. Yeah. Shout out to Pat Leahy. He was a great Pat Leahy. He's another, he was another guy that was a really good. Hockey player. I can't believe, dude, he was, he did nothing but block shots, uh, fucking hit everything that moved and play good hockey for the Bruins and they got rid of him. I know. Fucking Duxbury kid. It's it's better if you're from like nowhere, like not around here. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So how did you put up so many points, dude? Like, how did you just go to the AHL out of Norwich and just light it up? Who does that? Yeah. I mean, I think I got lucky, you know, I, they gave me what do you mean, Lucky? You did it. Would stop no, that. They, Don't yeah, be so yeah, humble. Got, how did you do it? The kids want to know how do they become the next key to coin. I don't know which. I think you got to believe in yourself. I think that's a that's a key. I always believed I could do it if I got the chance. And um, you know, that second year, Mike Sullivan gave me the opportunity. That was like the first year in the in the AHL that they gave me power play time, and they really showed I could do. You how'd know you get I mean? that? How'd you get it, dude? What you proved it? You what you did it yeah. five on five. You had to. How'd you do that? By playing playing both ends of the ice, you know what I mean? And coaches love that, right? You, you know, you got to stick here, play the defensive side. That's always important. And that, that was the biggest thing for me coming out of college was was playing both ends of the ice. If I was going to get called up to the NHL, if I didn't develop my game to playing both ends of the ice, you know what I mean? Like, you're just not going to do it. So, you know, offense was always there for me. You know, I was a power play guy, and I worked a half ball. You know that. That's my spot. Yeah, you're uh, one of the best passes that I've ever seen come out of Massachusetts, ever. Oh, thank you. Thank ever. You. Listen, if people don't know this about Keith Coin, he had real high, high end. I liken you a lot to a kid I, I know, Glenn Metropolit. Um, a yeah. uh, little bit undersized, uses a long stick, um, always winning puck battles. I've never seen you lose a puck battle. Uh, for an, uh, What are you, 5'10"? Are you 5'10"? 5'8". 5'8". All right, how much do you weigh? If I was 5'10", I would have played another 300 NHL games. <laughs> I know. How much? So you're 5'8", you're 170? Uh, yeah, when I was playing, I was 170, yep. All right, you're 5'8", 170 in the NHL, and, you, and, you're fucking, 
and you're playing and people are trusting you in defensive situations. And I know you say you're like, you got to believe in yourself. What did you do physically to get better at these things? Beside from uh, cutting the stick longer, what did you do? Um, the one thing I did, like, I want to know. Yeah. The one thing I really worked on, like in, just in practice was I never shot the puck in practice. My goal, like if we're doing two on one drill, I'm passing through the demons, demons feet or under his stick through his triangle. Um, that's how I really got into, you know, hitting the passing lane, passing to my team. Well, you that's were what doing, I did. Hey, you were doing, listen, you were doing that when I met you though. Like you would yeah. like your passing. I'm sure it got better, but your passing was the thing that 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 uh, I said, "Wow!" Because I won't let a guy play center if I don't believe he can pass good. Right. But you passed unbelievably, and Mike right. Ryan could skate the wing unbelievably. And yeah. I'm over there on the right wing, 25 years old. You guys are both like 21. I'm like, yeah, I should probably play the middle, but we'll see how this works out. And I played one game with you. I was like, I guess Neil, I guess Neil Shea knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think you set me up for like four goals. Yeah. So yeah, what just, physically do you do to get better at passing besides that? Is there something you can do? Watch film? You know, I don't know. Like, just something I always said. My my dad always said, pass before you shoot. He always taught me that. So that, that was something that was always grained in my head. Yeah, you had 25 but, like, goals, though, in, in the I know, AHL. Like, I know. That's, that's what I mean. Like, when I scored, it was like a plus. You know what I mean? I don't know. I was just – that wasn't my game. You know, you know that. Like – I my first thing I want to see I didn't care about scoring I want to see my linemate score you know what I mean like that's what I wanted to do um but like the biggest thing for me is when I was I keep waiting for him to say like what makes uh, him where are you hey you I'm here. yeah I'm here so we're um, gonna go I want to know I and I'm gonna shut yeah, up so, I want to know how do you how do you become Keith a coin so like for me like I I I slowed the game down to the speed that I wanted Right. Like that's the biggest thing. And I knew what I was going to do with the puck. I knew who I was going to pass the puck to three seconds before I did it. You know, I knew my surroundings. That's the biggest, that was the biggest thing for me. You know what I mean? I think. Who, who taught I mean, you that? My, who taught me that? Watching yeah. Craig, watching Craig Janney. So there it is. That's the answer. <laughs> you know I mean? was like, so now keep talking. Go. Yeah. So that's how, that's what I did. I mean, I, I always knew who I was passing to. When I was a three on two, like, the guy I was passing to was still 10 feet behind me, but I knew I was passing to him because I knew he was going to be the open guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'd take that strong side D-man with me that was going to clear the lane for him coming into the slot. You know what I mean? So that's that was the biggest thing for me. I just knew what I was going to do, you know? So, um, but but I just I had good vision. I don't just I, – I got lucky enough where I had good vision. I knew what I was doing. And I'm trying to teach that to my kids, but that's hard. What are you – how are you trying to teach it to them? trying to teach them by watching hockey with me at night but that's how to do it at their age <laughs> i think well they, you do what an, what awesome answers keep going um but yeah i mean that that, that was the biggest thing like craig Janey, what about ot yeah him too yeah that i know him. dude that's what i was trying to pull out of but, you those two answers yeah yeah it's everything right watching that hockey watch i used to say well, i wore 10 because of john rattel and my mother said one time oh you wear that because it's my birthday i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> right who was yeah, your first, I mean, first favorite like, player Janie? My craig Janney, yeah yeah but, awesome. i mean it was always craig Janney and ray bork i always loved ray bork just the way he played but 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 the player that i am i just Craig Janney, like you said, Craig Janney, we kind of grew up on it. That's what we watched. I mean, 
my dad would cook Jiffy Pop popcorn every Bruins night, and we'd watch the Bruins. That's what we did. Yeah, same. Yeah, you know, yeah, and you'd have a stick in your hand or a mini stick or something. Yeah, a mini stick. So, yeah, like, I remember one time we went to the Boston Bruins game at the Old Garden, um, and we you remember the Old Garden, right? The, yeah. the stairwells were tiny, like yeah. whatever, and no. we uh, bathrooms I, are horrifying. Yeah, gross. And I had my I had a mini stick, and we had. Me and my dad got this huge game going. It was like a five-on-five five in the hallway in the stairwell at the Boston Garden in between periods. <laughs> so it was just unbelievable. What the other people had minis? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I remember trying to take a piss, being a little kid trying to take a piss in the bathroom. People standing behind me, and I couldn't piss. I couldn't right. even reach the urinal. There's pubic hair all yeah. over it. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking. I like. I had yeah. to go between, like, when the play was going on. <laughs> and, when, and, and the urinals, they weren't even urinals. Weren't they the, the big one-piece ones, right? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember, like, it was just millions of people in a bathroom, and I was horrified. My father would – he's like, get out of here. I'd be like, can you go with me? He's like, no. <laughs> get out of here. Did you have a, did you have a play there? Um, no, I didn't. No, never. No, no, no. never. Did you? I did. The last year, uh, the state tournament was there. So I got to play there the last year was there. Just an amazing, what an atmosphere at that place. It was just, there's nothing like it. Nothing. Do you remember the guy that used to hang over the balcony and bang his hand? Yes. And it was like a handprint for his, from his hand. hand. Okay. So my uncle, uh, George Wandorf, he had seats. Um, he had seats in my, he would give them to my dad. My dad worked for him, and he would give them to my dad. And we'd fucking – we'd sit up there right by that guy. That guy was legendary. Yeah, I mean, there was a hand, there was a hand imprint on the, on, the, on the wall, right? And he oh would hit that thing like a – like, if you did that today, someone would, like, complain. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. This guy's hitting the wall. You get kicked out of the arena. I know. And I used to – when my dad would let me, too, my dad used to let me try to throw shit out there. <laughs> I you're used allowed to, to do that. Yeah, you could like you. The only thing you could get out there though was like a. Uh, a you'd have to like uh, take your hot dog and like crunch yeah. it up and be heavy exactly. enough to get out there. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that's why you see sneakers out there. And hey, all, huh? I know. Hey, listen, we're getting way off track, but a couple right, of mass right. guys. Listen, right. tell Sorry. us about your first NHL experience, Keithy. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I, I was actually when I got called up, I was in Hartford. Um, we were staying over there, and I got. I actually, the night before, I switched rooms with somebody just to hang out with my buddy. It was on the team, be roommates with him. So my coach couldn't find me. Who was your boy? Uh, Dave Gove. Okay, Dave yeah. Gove? Oh, fuck, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. R.I.P. So. Gove. Yeah, rest in peace. But, um, <laughs> Stupid. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, um, man. I want to uh, talk about Dave Gove for a second. Dave Gove is a Cape Cod kid. Uh, I met him in the summertime. I never got to know him like Keith. I think Keith played on a bunch of teams with him. Yeah. Um, Carolina was another one. I know yeah. you guys used to. Uh, we I went out to lunch with Keith and uh, and Dave before, but uh, never got to know him like with Keith. And he passed away a few years back. Um, and we want to say uh, rest in peace and uh, say we're gonna, that's going to have a quick little moment of silence for Dave. Okay, in three, yeah. two, one. All right, R.I.P. Dave Gove. Thank Listen, you. Talk, talk to uh, talk to me about uh, t talk. Let's talk about Dave Gove a little bit. Like, uh, where'd you meet Dave? Yeah, so our first was uh, my was the lockout. Sorry, I'm sorry. I know you're getting emotional. I'm a little emotional too. This yeah. is uh, 
he was uh, he was a he was a good friend to me in the summer times, and um, I didn't get the pleasure to play with him or live with him or, and hang out with him like you did. So uh, yeah, yeah, he was a he was just a great guy. You know, um, it's too bad what happened. He was just a great guy. But um, yeah, the first time he was in my wedding and stuff, so we were really tight. You know, so um, just a great guy, and you know, it's too bad what happened to him. But uh, the first year we played with him, I played with him was in Providence, the lockout year. So. We ended up being roommates for – we played together for, I think, four years, and we were roommates for four years. So um, that's how we got together and, you know, became pretty tight. I, 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 yeah, I didn't even know that. I knew you guys yeah. were friends. But, yeah, you know, I, this wasn't set up, boys. Uh, this kid yeah. uh, this kid was a special person. Um, he, uh, he died tragically, and, um, and he'll forever be remembered uh, through, you know, the lives of, like, me, guys like me that skated with him in the summer times and guys like you that uh, bring him up on uh, – interviews like this so listen sure. um st- let's let's uh let's, back, let's back bring it back to uh yeah back to um yeah. so yeah so we're in uh hartford and uh, i got the phone call i got called up um so i was at like seven eight in the morning and called my parents right away they came picked me up in hartford drove me to boston um to catch a flight and that's um, pretty that's pretty good that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was awesome um but like at that point you know i you kind of start the question, is it, are you ever going to get that call? You know what I mean? I How old I had, are you now here? I must have been 25, 26. You know, at that point, I've had two AHL years where I've had like 70, 80 points. You know what I mean? So you kind of get to the point where it's, it's either going to happen really soon or it's not going to happen, you know? So, and were you, uh, were, you, uh, were you questioning, like, because we were like, oh, what am I, too small? What do they think? I'm too small. I can't, I can't jam it up. I can't break anyone up. Or what are you saying? Yeah, saying, I mean, you got yeah, 75, like I said, you got 75, 80 points. Right. And it kind of goes back. I, you know, I got a lot of the, you know, you got to, you got to make a game more. He's bad in the defensive zone. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's what anyone that's, says about anyone that they don't like. Oh, he's not right. good in the defensive zone. But that's what I got a lot, you know? Yeah. It's and, fucking bullshit. You know, so it is what it is. But when I get my. Now, did you been, use your long stick to break people up too? Yeah. So that's. I'll get, I'll get back to that, the long depth in a second. Um, but yeah, like the long stick made me a better defensive player. You know what I mean? It, just because it surprised people. And it, I'm 5'8", but with that stick, it made me 6'2". You know what I mean? So it surprised a lot of people and it really helped me, you know, penalty killing and playing the I defense. I really noticed it. Like, when did you do that? How old were you? Because I really noticed it right away. Yeah, it was, it was right around that time. Right around, When you know, I met 20, you? Yeah. That was that. Was, that might have been the summer I, I started, to be honest. Well, I you when know? you were taking the draw, I was you're like, because like I don't know if you take a draw and you have your hand like where like your hand is way out. Even if you know there's a lot, there's a big end state. Like when people I ride my bike, they're like, oh, your seat's up high. They notice right. it. I noticed you had a long seat. Right. Yeah. A long yeah, stick. Yeah, because my stick when I put my hand down and take the draw, I probably you know it's probably the length of a normal size stick when I slide my hand down, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so when I got called up, um, I played the next night, which was actually against the, the team I hated the most, the Montreal Canadiens, being a Bruins fan. Oh, yeah, you know, and they had Fuck them and, guys, yeah, they had you know, they had uh, Alex Kovalev, um, Theodore was a the goal. What did you think of him? Did you think he was anything? I, I didn't think he was that great, to be honest with you. He was just so skilled, you yeah, know, like, you know, his, his hands. You know, it was so good. You only have the puck so much in the game, though. So yeah. the rest of the time is a right. lot of game out there. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. 
but um, yeah. People so get wild it. by stick handling. I don't. I never got wild. I get wild by someone really like finishing it. Like he, oh, he scored it. Like he didn't need right. five chances. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that, my first game, I they you know they threw me right into the fire. They put me. They actually put me on the wing with Stahl and um, and Cole, Eric Stahl and Eric Cole. So you with Carolina? Yeah, it was with Carolina. You didn't um, say that, I don't think. But um, oh, dude, what's the farm oh, yeah, team you're team at, Lowell? Carol- my first team was Carolina. Uh, yeah, they were affiliated with Lowell and Lock- with the Lock Monsters. So. And you put up 80 points two years in a row. You finally got pulled up? Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then um, so we yeah, ended up getting an assist my first game. I think it was a rebound, got an assist. And um, the next night it was minus three and I got sent down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never i'll never forget it you probably stepped on the ice one of the minuses yeah right exactly um so we played in carolina and i think i think it was a back-to-back so we flew to florida the next night and my brother was actually playing for the florida everblades on the coast shout out to phil he's an yeah. awesome hockey player yeah um so he the him and his buddies drove to the game they're sitting right behind my bench I have a picture of me sitting on the bench with him in the background. Um, but I was, I, I was minus two in the first period. Um, and I think at my first shift in the second, I got, I got another minus, which wasn't my fault, obviously. No, it and, never uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't see another shift after that when I got sent down after the game. So that's, that's the start of my NHL career. Oh, you only lasted two games. We got a sniff. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah exactly. But, uh, Must have made you hungry, though, no? Yeah, I mean that that did it made me a lot hungry and well, you know, what'd I knew you do? what you do food. differently? Did you train any differently? Did you train yeah, harder? That, yeah, that summer I trained harder. I, I got I got a little bigger, I put some some muscle on, got a little stronger and I, that helped me a lot moving forward. And then, you know, the the rule changes too helped the little guys at that time too, after the lockout. So that was that was a big plus for my career. So then what happened? Um, yeah, so I think that then I, I think after that year, I ended up re-signing with Carolina for two years. And then, um, that following year is the year they won the cup and I was a black ace, um, for them. Tell us, tell us about that, winning the cup as a black ace. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, it was me, Dave Gold, it was, uh, and another, and a goalie. We were the black aces, you know, we practiced with them every day. We traveled with the team. Um, and then, um. Yeah, so when they lost, they made us go have some beers and. What was that? What, what year was that? I, I think it was 04, 05. Oh man, oh. I was way off. I wanted to say 07. It ah. was a year after the lockout, so maybe it was 05, 06. I was way or whatever off. Whatever it was. Yeah, I can't I remember. Jeez. So what's your next? That. What's your next move there? Like you play a couple of years in Carolina, and then what? Like you're not getting any ice time. They don't want to resign you. What? Yeah. So that that that. That next year that you were in the cup was the last year I think I was there. So I ended up playing, you know, like eight. at that time, I think I, you can only play nine games and then you have to do uh, clear waivers, re entry waivers, and that. So I, at that point in my career, if I played more than nine games, yeah, because of your age. Back. Right. So like I always had to do the re entry waivers. So like most at that time, I could only play nine games and get sent down. Yeah. How, so what they send you down? You so go they, claimed you know, off waivers? Yeah, usually it was a, before the 10th game, always the 9th, at least. You know, you know, we got to send you down. Um, you know, we, we don't lose you on waivers, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of the way that was. But that, the year they won the cup, you know, 
they gave us a Stanley Cup ring. They gave us a playoff share for money. Um, you know, so they, they treated us awesome. You know, they didn't. How was that? How was I getting that check? It was great. Well, we had to split it three ways. I never got one of those. Yeah. It was like a hundred grand or something, something crazy. Yeah, it was hundred. I think it was hundred grand. I knew it. And, then, and then we, uh, but we split it three ways. So. Oh, you know. oh, sorry. But we only got thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents. Right. But at that time, that doubled my salary. So it was. Yeah. I was. Oh I was God. buying Would stuff you get for a myself. Car? I was. I was treating myself. Yeah. Would you get a car? Exactly. Got a Grand Cherokee. Listen, hold on one sec. I get, we got a, a production issue right now. Uh, okay. To be totally honest, full disclosure, had to uh, go jerk off real quick. Anyways, <laughs> listen, back to, uh, back to what, what we were just talking about. So we're at the Black Aces. They don't want to sign you. We're moving on from Carolina. Why didn't they want to sign you? The team won the cup. You were a Black Ace. You were obviously on a strong team. What, money issue? Oh, no, the waivers. Talk about the next team. Who picked you up on waivers? Yeah, so I never, I never got picked up on waivers. So after that year, I was a free agent. So after that, the other one, the cup. I think, I think it was more like a, the money thing. I think at that point, I was looking for a little bit more money than what they were, they were asking for. You know, I was, I wasn't looking for a one-way contract at that time. You know, what I mean, I just looking for a contract and. Um, you were Washington. looking for a one-way. You were with the. Oh, I, I was. Yeah, well, I, was look, I was looking for. Fuck. I, I would have thought you were. That's what I'm saying. Like, these guys that are on these strong teams, you should – like, I'm pillaging from Tampa Bay this year. So, so, so no one – so no one came and said, oh, I mean, he put – like, at least you were pushing them guys to, like, want to keep their spots at least. Right. But, yeah, of course I want a one-way. Who doesn't, right? (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, but, you know. The golden ticket. Right. But, like, at that time, too, I think – you know, that was my first time being a really free agent at that time in my career where I could kind of like, you know, see what was out there, you know. So I think that's kind of had a little bit to do with it as well. Um, but the Washington Capitals, you know, they came in with a, a good offer. And, well, you know, was the it? Two, it was a two-year contract. It, my, it was um, – Which you never get in guys like me anyways. Right, yeah. It was a tough to get at that time, you know. Yeah, I think Nico on someone else was just talking about how they played uh, – oh, Darcy – was talking about how he played 16 years pro with one-year contracts. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, that was another thing. I wanted more than a one-year deal at that time. Um, now, who's your that, agent? At that time was was uh, Steve Casper at that time still. Um, when did you switch? Or who did you go I, to? It was after that contract. He uh, retired. Oh. From, from, so, that, so, I had to um, – so yeah, so I ended up signing that two. There was a first year was a two way. It was you know five hundred over three hundred in the minors, and then the second year was a one way. So I got it <laughs> just uh, two years later. So fucking awesome, uh, dude. Yeah, you worked hard, man. Yeah, you fucking yeah. you got better every year too. I mean, not saying that you weren't that good at the beginning, but I I I mean I remember I think you were in Cincinnati and I was in Houston. We went out for beers after the game, me, you, and Moss, yeah. and um. Yeah, you fucking you were the best player on your team by far. No, thank you. We should have got, got you traded that to us that year. I fucking <laughs> dude, I scored eight I scored eight points in eight games. Um and I was gonna play for Minnesota the next year and I got pulled over. I didn't have my license on me. They ran my record and arrested me for no reason and detained uh, me overnight. And I didn't get a chance to fucking ever play. We were in the playoffs too against Cincinnati. It was after game two, the night after game two, I got arrested 
for no reason because I didn't have an ID and they ran my racket. I told them my wow. name. They ran my racket. It was crazy. It was a what a nightmare. But I was there with some real good fucking players, dude. I played with that kid Kavanaugh that played at uh, BU. He was on yeah. my he was yeah. my center and Kyle Wanvig was fucking my left wing. He was an animal. He's a, and, big power, uh, he's a big powerful. Oh, right? yeah. He was a good player, dude. And yeah. the kid, um, I don't know how he didn't play in the show for a long time, but uh, who's the other kid? Uh, Eric Reitz, another one, defenseman. The kid was a beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had he a had great a hard, team. A hard shot, too. Yeah, we had a great team, dude. It was a good fucking time being there. Yeah. Fucking bad luck for me, dude. I just didn't yeah. have ID. They ran. And um, they pulled me over for running a fucking stop sign. I rolled through one. So, right. anyways. Yeah. Listen, Happens. let's talk about – let's get back to the second NH. So, what's your next stop? Yeah, so I played those two years. And then, um, like I said, Steve Casper retired. So, I ended up doing my that next deal on my own. I I signed another two-year contract um, with Washington um, after that those two years. So, I ended up being with Washington for four years. Um, you know, I ended up going and up now, and down. And now, is that, uh, is that uh, the guy um, – oh, shit, what's it Mc, – not McPhee, but um, – McPhee was, McPhee was a GM at that time. Yeah, yeah. but didn't well, didn't he pass it off, his, all the duties to the other guy there, uh, McPhee and um, uh, McCrimmon? Is it McClellan, Kelly McCrimmon? McClellan? Kelly McCrimmon? Is that McPhee or the, the guy who's like an assistant GM now who's been there for a while, his buddy? Anyways, yeah, I get him mixed him. up. Yeah. Um, Kevin, no, McClellan was. Um, anyways, so yeah. you with you with Washington four years. How many games yep. are you getting out of that whole thing? You're up and down. What the whole four years? Yeah, I was up and down most of the, most of most of that. Um, what did you think of that process and that whole experience? Just coming up and down. You thought you were better than guys? No, yeah, no. Yeah, I did. I did. I thought I. I thought I. Isn't it nuts? I, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. You know, I was pissed. I got frustrated and pissed off. You know, it was. I love I mean, that word, frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, um, but like, the, the, the thing with Washington was, like, you know, when I got sent down, I was going to Hershey, which was probably the, was the best place to play at that AHL level. You know, you have sold-out rink every night. Um, so, but it was still tough. You want to be in the NHL, and you felt like when you got called up, you were doing what you were supposed to do to stay there. What I mean, were they you asking just, you to do less or more of? Just play the way I, the way I'm people are playing, like set guys what up. What the fuck you know, is that like, though? What the fuck is that if you're gonna get out there with fucking third and fourth line right. guys like I was? Right. Right. Exactly. They had me with yeah. like, you know, and they get, you yeah. know. Then and, when yeah. people say, "Oh, you only had two goals," I'm like, dude. Yeah. I'm like, listen. I'm like, you know who I I played with? Fucking absolute meatheads. Right. But yeah, like you know, a lot of those a lot of those minutes I was playing, I was I wasn't playing power play time. And it wasn't penalty killing, you know what I mean? So. And how are you supposed to go out and run around 110 miles an hour when you're sitting on a couch uh, in the in the fucking backyard in the middle of the winter for fucking 20 minutes all sweaty? And then right. they're like, go, Tibbets. You're like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> exactly. It's, it's tough to get your legs going at that point. You know? Yeah, it's a joke. Uh, but, yeah, so, but, you know, like I played the role they wanted me to play. And, when, you know, I always felt like, you know, I was a playmaker. And you like needed that, ice they, in the park. Yeah, I needed ice. But like I, could you could do. I felt like I could change my game to what they needed me to do, to be like a checking guy. Like, I felt like I could do it. You, you did. Know? You did. did. That's how you right. made it. You had to adapt. And then, right. You know what they say in the military? Hoorah! Hoorah! Adapt or yeah. die. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, it was adapt. frustrating. It's frustrating going up and down, especially when you when you feel like you play, you were playing the way they wanted you to play, you know? 
Um, any any like but, uh, any uh, things that like um, that like instances that happen that like would be like examples. I'm just curious because uh, I I know about I got sent down every time I was hurt and I'm like oh well, well I can't tell them I'm hurt they're gonna send me down be like right. oh go rehab in the minors where you don't make the good money right so, any like experiences you have that you can tell us about that you're like oh so for the kids out there who do make it someday from Norwich or from you know, Chelmsford or from Waltham or that, that no, dude, hey, listen, Keith Coin said, this is what happened to him. I, I'm going to have to have this happen to stay in the NHL or to, to prolong your career or to make more money. Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, it was always a lot of time. A lot of the things with me was every time I got sent down was because somebody that was hurt came back or whatever it was, you know, um, I always felt like I was a little bit, I would, for like four to six years, I was always that 13th, 14th board, right? And um, they always told me, go down, work hard, the only way you're going to get back. And that was always my mindset. You know, you know, I didn't mope around. You know, I didn't, I didn't pout as pissed off as I was. I never did that. You know, I just went, when I got sent down, the only way I was going to get back up, this is what I would tell young kids that have to go through it, is that the only way you're going to get called back up again is if you go back down and you, you play the way you're capable of playing and put up the points or what do they expect you to do? If you go down and mope and like, you're not going to want you don't want to be there. You're not going to get another opportunity. So that was always my mindset going back down when I got called up. This was the only way that I'm going to get back here is when I go back down and I play the way I was capable of playing before I got called up. Was so, or are? Uh, or are. Or was. Was or I'm asking you because you feel like you deserve to get sent down any of those times? I didn't feel it. No, I thought I did what I was capable of doing, you know? So I didn't feel like I should have got with the, raw, with the resources available, obviously. Right. Yeah, but you like, give me a fucking meathead who fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, me and Olawa's fight when I beat him up in the hotel and I ragged all them in the hotel room and I ended up hitting him with the burger on the plane that day, that morning was, the fight was about, I said, dude, you're my line mate, bro. I go, we got practice in the morning. We got a game fucking the next, like, fucking you're a fucking like what are you doing like mm -hmm. i like you you can only do so much when you're out there with four other guys the team has to have momentum like you know what i mean you have to be on a good team to look good yeah there's a absolutely. million guys that never won a super bowl that like uh, look at dan marino so anyways exactly. so listen what about your third team yeah so um because so Hers hershey yeah. hershey you lit it up and then right. what Nothing. Yeah. So Hershey, you know, we ended up, we won four two color cups. Well, it was two color cups in four wow. years. Okay. There. Let's talk about that then. How'd that feel for you? That was awesome. You know, I mean, we were, we were loaded. Um, we had, you know, John Carlson, Carl Alsner, um, Matthew Perot um, was on the team. Uh, Matthew Perot. Matthew Perot. Yeah, he was you know him? You know, Matty. Oh Pro? no, no! I was uh, doing a, I was doing a joke because the first two were uh, pimps, and the, the, uh, I don't know that Matthew Pro is a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he is, probably. Yeah, uh, no, no. I remember him. He was a good player. I think he yeah. was number ninety-four, right? No. Yeah, he's with Winnipeg now. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I, mean, I was just uh, joking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and you know, Brandon Hopi was our goalie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a star. You know, so he a good you know, kid? Get, yeah, really good kid. Awesome. Um. He's one of those guys you hope to do good, you know? He does yeah. 
he works hard. He, he deserved everything he got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like Braden Opie. Hardcore yeah. Canadian goalie. I like exactly. the can I like there's so many European and like Finnish goalies and shout out to the Finnish and European and Russian guys because um the big cat, big cat, Andre Vasilevsky. He's my guy. He, he's a good goalie, man. He's so he's right? so big too. <laughs> Talk about your experience watching. All right, listen, let's finish up with you. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. So um, after Washington, I um, that after Washington, we need a, hold on. We need a windshield uh, wiper for the computer. Uh, okay. Spitting all over the place. <laughs> after Washington. Yeah. So Washington was the next lockout in 2012-13. Um, so I ended up signing with um, the Toronto Marlies in an AHL deal, just to play. You know, it was tough to find jobs. You know, obviously. Yeah. Um, so Money I was there. Talks. Yeah. Exactly. So I was end up being there, you know, until the lockout was over. And then I got picked up on waivers um, by the Islanders once the lockout was ended. So I got picked up by the Islanders. And I was with the Islanders that whole lockout year, which was only, you know, 40 games or whatever. Which at least you got over to some people from Mass that could, like, take care of you. And yeah. Get you some ice time. Yeah. Uh, Jack Capriano was a coach. Uh, Dougie Waite was one of the assistant coaches. And um, Brent Thompson, who I played with in Providence my second year, was another assistant coach on that team. Ben um, Thompson? Uh, Brent. 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 Oh, I played against him. I fucking hated that guy. He yeah, cross-checked he's, a- he's the reason I got a fucking bad neck <laughs> and I can only sleep with small pillows. I believe Oh, it. yeah, dude. He crushed- I beat up Rocky Thompson. And that Brent Thompson... I think I wanted to fight him too. He, we never fought. We had mutual respect. Shout out yeah. to Brent Thompson. But yeah, fuck he's... you, you cross checked me five million times in one season. <laughs> he was like, he was a great guy, great great teammate too. Um, so yeah, that year, the lockout year, I was with the Islanders. Um, I you know I played the whole year there, so it was it was great. And then um, and that was the first time they made the playoffs in like you know. 15 Is that the years. first time you did a whole NHL career? I mean, a yeah. whole NHL season. A whole year, yeah. That yeah, feels good, yeah. right? Yeah, it was awesome. On a so, one-way? Uh, it turned into a one-way once the lockout was over, yeah. I think that's what it was. Nice. So, yeah, I was waiting for you to answer. I'm like, oh, it's a yes or no yeah. question. No-brainer. Yeah, uh, yeah, right? So then what? You, so, were the, we, you were the Islanders for what, two years? No, I was just there with them for one year. Um, and then I, ended up re- I signed a, the following year, I signed another, another one-way contract with the St. Louis Blues. And There it is. Yeah. And then I ended up, you know, being in St. Louis. Uh, I was in Chicago all year. Um, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, what? Why? And who's the GM that's not they're, working out with? You know, that, I think they they were, you know, they were a loaded team that year. Who you the know? Blues? Yeah, they were really, you know, they that's that's when they really started to, you know, come together. Who they they were now? Well, who they yeah, are now. Well, who would they have? Uh, they had, you know, they had Bacchus. They had Tarasenko. You know, pretty, a lot of the same guys they have now, except they're a little older. You know, you know, Bacchus was there. Remember that? Pretty what did you think there. of him? Who? Bacchus. Um, it didn't end well for him here. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what yeah, do you think? no. I mean, he was. I, I thought, thought he was, was great in St. Louis. Yeah, he was really good in St. Louis. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a dom- I mean, he, was he dominated he was, games really. Yeah, he was dominant. He was like one of the best players in the world at one yeah. point. Really good guy too. Good. Yeah, shout out to good Dave guy. Bacchus. Yeah, yeah, I was really a big fan. Guy. Um, where did he end up going? This year? He got traded to Anaheim. Anaheim, okay. They got that guy Kasha. He could play a 
whole fucking season with a dozen eggs and end up with four at the end of it. Yeah. Anyways, after St. Louis, dude, he fucking would do everything in the world to avoid contact. That's what I know. I saw him one time at the, the he wanted, you want to get the puck out, do anything that you can at the blue right. line. And this guy jumped out of the way. Anyways, last, last speed, the, the last team we were with was St. Louis. Then we yes. went to, um, but listen, you didn't have uh, much of a shot there. They didn't. They played you two games. Yeah, I think it was the last two games of the year. And you were minus yeah. three. So who was your line mates there? Let's hear that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know three. you to be responsibly defensively. Yeah. It's never yeah. your fault. Trust me. I remember that it was because they at that year St. Louis had a great year. I think they were number one seed. Well, they and then, like, that the light skinned black kid, the big kid who was tough. I I think I uh, played against him a bunch in Peoria. The big lefty kid, light-skinned black kid. Remember him? No. He was uh, – I thought I saw you play a game with him on your left wing. Mm. I, do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. The kid was tough. He wasn't that tough right away because they threw him into the fire at 20 years old. But who was your line mates hmm. there? I got to know. I'm trying to think. It was only two years. I, I think I was with – I no, mean, you only two, played two games. You only two played games. two games. Two games. I meant two games. I was. I think one was a crack. Adam Cracknell. Maybe? Never heard. I think I heard him. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it was. I was kind Who of else? a makeshift. Anyone else? <laughs> no, not that I remember. <laughs> so we're going to Swiss A League the next year. We must have signed a good ticket. Would you? Yeah. Guess? So, so I signed. Five hundred. I signed. Uh, it was three hundred. That's not bad. Swiss, Swiss francs. Yeah. So. So what's that uh, work out to to the dollar? At at that time, it was it was close to like it was like four something maybe. So it was when more. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was oh, more. I love you. I love, <laughs> so you're set up for life, kid. So, Must have yeah, made some so. decent investments. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when guys ask me if I made any money, I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, like, yeah. you know, fake rich. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> so you're yeah. really rich. That's good but for you. That was, that's that picked my whole spirits up on this <laughs> interview. You would have, you would have uh, loved it where I was in Switzerland. It was an outdoor rink. They had no sides on it. Did you play Burn? Yep. Yeah. Remember, going, I went to, I went to watch a game there. I got a sweatshirt. Uh, what a, what a rink that is. I don't know that if it's the same fun, one. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's like, oh, it's pretty much an NHL rink with people standing up all on one side. It's fun. Yeah, it's like yeah. an outdoor indoor rink. It's fucking yeah, it was crazy. and uh, people smoking like joints in there. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, smoking joints yeah, you do, in you the do fucking. Every, yeah, when I yeah the rink we played in after the first period, my first game, I had to change shirts because I smelled like cigarettes. Get out of here! Yeah, where was, was that in Switzerland? Yeah, that was an Ambry Piotta. That was my team. And you made five hundred <laughs> grand, and people were ripping darts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, man. my throat, my throat was burning. Would you, like, you bring your family on? over there? Your girl? Would you have a girl at this point? Yeah. Uh, no, my wife at that time. I Actually, saw you got married, like at yeah, like twenty-eight, was, right? Uh, thirty-two. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So that, yeah, my wife. Um, so I went over before them because uh, my wife was pregnant with my second, our second kid. How was it like family, family friendly like environment? Did they make it good for like yeah, guys like yourself? Yeah, they were they were awesome. They do it. They 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 were family first type thing for all the imports. So they were really good. Awesome. Um, awesome. It's funny That's because classy. I I went there and then um, my second son was, you know, due a couple weeks later. I was supposed to come home. I was going there for a week and coming home for the birth. And so I had to watch his birth on uh, Facetime. 
<laughs> so, like us right now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry that we couldn't uh, do uh, Zoom. Uh, we had the production issue. But um, listen, let's talk about the next stop after Switzerland. Yeah. Yep. Yell. Yeah. That's like the NHL of uh, the Europe, right? Yeah. Like the more hardcore, like playing. Like yeah. it's like the skill is all like in. Um, actually, it goes like this. So I've heard. Um, I've only been to a few stops over in Europe. But it goes like this the KHL, um, Sweden, um, Switzerland, Finland, and then, I mean, Germany. Sorry, I yeah. meant to stick in Germany after yeah. KHL. Sorry. Right. KHL, Germany, uh, as far as competition, not money. Like how right. hard it is to play. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, I, I just fucked that all up. Sorry. I, think I meant all, to I say think all, competition, yeah, like, not money. Right. So, like, when you're over there, you play, it's called the Champions League, kind of like soccer. And so you, you play, play 50 games, like less games, but they're more intense. And, yeah, but there's more of an, there's more imports, there's more Canadian guys. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, like, I fucked that all. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Switzerland, you're only allowed three imports, right? And then, so we went to Germany, you're allowed 10. So that's that's kind of the biggest difference. That's with what that, I was trying you to know? say. I yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it, so it was you good. Were there for three years. That's what I'm saying. Like like you had a legit like 51 games, 52 games. I was right. Look at that. Ah, I do might know my hockey. You went from 41 games in Switzerland to 51. So what I meant to say was you play more of a schedule, more games, and it's more grinding because there's more pros. Right. Yeah. Uh, so tell know, us about your three think, years in Germany. Go. Yeah, I think – Yeah, I think it, Same team. Kind of, kind of what you were saying about the German league is that, you know, there's more imports, so it's more of an American-style hockey, you know, because there's more imports and well, Canadian more North American. Yeah, North, Ameri yeah, North Americans. Um, or, um, but, yeah, so we ended up winning the championship three years in a row while I was there. Um, really? All three years the same team? You lit it yeah. up then? Yeah. Well, you had some big time numbers then, didn't you? Here we go. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you did. You had 41 points in 51 games. You had 49. This kid, I mean, I didn't oversell you. I should have <laughs> oversold you. So listen to this. 51 games, 41 points. All right, you're just adjusting to the league. Yeah, yeah. But you won the championship. Exactly. The next year, you got 49 points in 52 games. And the next year, you had 64 points, 53 assists, and 11 <laughs> goals in 52 games. You had over an assist a game. And yeah. you won the championship three. I mean, is anyone else going to, like, do, have you not hockey DB'd Keith Coin yet? This kid's fucking, <laughs> yeah, you might have been a late bloomer. Like, I mean, I think maybe you just need to play more hockey. Did you play a lot of youth hockey? Tell the kids what it's like to be um, a stud like yourself and how you made it, like how you did it, because the kids want to know how you doing this, how you ending up your last year. How old are you doing this? 64 yeah. points in the DEL out of Chelmsford. No big deal. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah so I, that last year I was 40, so. Um, 40? <laughs> Dude, you're so, a yeah. beast. <laughs> so how much I, did I, they pay you in DEL last year? So the DEL, I, I think it was uh, – so you get – the DEL is less than, like, Swift pay-wise. You know? I know, so but it, like, more of it was a like one, I was making 160 euro. Yeah, still not bad, so, though, dude. That's yeah, like, so it's what, still – 180? Yeah, you're still making good money. So. Cash-free, right? 
Yeah, tax yeah, free. dude, hundred and eighty grand to play hockey. You, right. Yeah, and you're not you're not paying for a car, you're not paying for an apartment. They give you all that. So, you know, it kind of works itself in that way. What a career um, you had! You're but, a fucking beast. What was, was your best fun. moment in hockey, Keith? Um, gee, that's a tough question. So I I heard you talking the other day. My first my first NHL goal against Marty Martin Brodeur. So. Um, I heard you talking about him a couple of days ago. Yeah, I think, me too. Right? But, yeah, <laughs> that's your first goal. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, five so, hole. Ripped it on him. Yeah. Beat him clean. Um, yeah. So I have to say it was my first NHL goal. You know, who was it because on? Martin Brodeur. Okay, tell us about yeah, the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it took me like three years and twenty-five games to get it. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. Took me. But if, Took you know, me forever, but, and I yeah. went around the world six times. Right, but it finally came. But um, it was actually I, I was love you. Like, I was middle. I was a middle lane drive. You know, driving. That <laughs> what you went off your asshole? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I uh, know it. De Dennis Seidenberg shot it, and I, it was a rebound. I actually batted out of the air. And went, I think it went five holes. Oh, well. that's a nice yeah. goal. Yeah, so you know, not, not nothing crazy, but yeah, a little little Waltham little league, no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, we, so were you a good baseball good. player, Keith? I was, yeah. I actually what else have a did you do well? Um, it was pretty much uh, baseball and hockey. That was my two sports. What did um, you play, short? I played third. Oh, I'm a but short like, guy. But, like, I love baseball. Baseball, and oh, I still do. You know? So, Mott's does, too. I yeah, Mott's. Yeah, Mott, yeah. yeah. Me and Mott's. We all love it. Yeah. So, what did you, did you do? Swing righty or lefty? Uh, swing righty. Yeah, yeah, me too. Swing righty, well, throw right righty. Uh, I'm a single. I was until I was 12, and then I became a singles hitter. <laughs> so I tried to. I actually play. I actually, you know, I still I actually play an over 30 baseball league. So. You got to wait on the pitch. You do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. So what about uh, life well, after hockey? Are you coaching? Um, yeah. So I'm coaching a junior team. Um, a lot. You know, most Where? of them go. Tell us about it. Dude. Let's get some uh, kids to you. Yeah, the team's uh, the Boston Junior Rangers. It's in the EHL. Um, okay. It's tier, it's tier I actually three. scouted with them. Uh, I'm sorry. I skated with them um, when I got out of jail in 1999, when they started at Quincy Rink, I think. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah Shout so out I'm to the Junior Rangers. Yeah. Uh, we got It's a great program. Um, you know, a guy I work with, they get, most of the kids will go to How do kids get in touch with you to try out? Um. You can email me. Probably just Google it and just shoot me an email. Let's shamelessly, let's um, hear it. My email? Yeah. Uh, it's ketocoin11 at outlook.com. Can you spell that for everyone that uh, doesn't sure. know you how to spell it? Uh, uh, how do you not know how to spell my name, Billy? Come well, on. I spelled it correctly the first no, I know. night. Just, oh. <laughs> I had to think about it, though. Uh, so it's K-E-I-T-H-A-U-C-O-I-N 11 at outlook.com so um you know we have 16 to 20 year olds and it's tier three most of them will go division three but um you know these are the kids i like to help because that's they're, they're kind of me what i went through you know trying to get to college play division three and kind of you know you have your the back against your wall trying to get to that next level so it's a lot of fun being to help these kids try to get to that next level well if they can start out in um D3 and end up on the par play in the NHL, I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, exactly. If I can help them do that, I'm doing my job, and it makes me feel good. So, Keith, what's your second most favorite moment in sports? 
and sports. I want I want to I want to talk about um like uh like maybe you coming home and giving your dad a puck or like um because I know like how hard you worked for all this and I know I don't want to get uh I get emotional I'm a very emotional guy so uh I don't want to like start getting like crying but like Keith yeah. your journey was it was um I mean. Uh, stuff of that movies are made of, uh, like right. like Rudy. I'm not even kidding, bro. Like yeah. like like I met you in the summer league. I looked at you. I was like, all right, well, let's see how it goes. And <laughs> yeah. after the first game, I think I even gave you a big hug. I was like, right. you're awesome. <laughs> I really did. I think I came yeah. to like. I think I picked you up too. But uh, tell us, yeah, I did. Yeah. I loved you. I was like, wow, this kid's like <laughs> fucking super talented. He's like, right. you know, and Chelmsford's yeah. like. To me, Chelmsford's like an hour away. Like so, yeah. it's like um, I didn't right. know any kids from Chelmsford that could pass the puck like you. Like right. so, what's your second most favorite moment? Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's probably gonna be the night that, you know, the Black Ace when with the uh, with Carolina. I had my, you know, they won the we won Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. So I had my dad fly down, um, and you know we were able to celebrate on the ice, you know, with the Stanley Cup with all of our pictures. We have like you know hundreds oh, of man, pictures with the Stanley Cup. Oh man, you just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> so um, I'd have to say wow. that's probably like you know just looking back, like just to be able to do that with him, you know, like you know me and my dad are really really tight. So yeah, was, me and your you dad know, are tight yeah, too. Yeah, you too. <laughs> my dad loves you, man. I, I love, love him. I know. Yeah, we bonded yeah. Uh, that first year where we met. He loved yeah. my game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he, I remember. He, 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 he know he knows hockey, you know. Like he, oh yeah, I think so. he got to know my old man too. So yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. It, it was, was a fun time. It was. it was very exciting. Like you know, um, you know, it was just very exciting. And to get to know Neil Shea, and um, I really loved him, and I really love you, and I really yeah. love like everybody that you love. You know, we yeah. really got the same circle right. of friends. And um, I just want to thank you, like from the bottom of my heart, for coming on my show, dude, and um, trusting me to interview you. And uh, I want to tell your brother, Phil, I love him. And you, your dad, the animal, I, will, I love him. I and um, I was hoping that you'd be a friend of the show and I could call you anytime and, and, and interview you and talk some more stories. Absolutely, Phil. You know, I'd love to come on again. I'll do anything for my buddies. You know that. So yeah. So uh, whenever, um, whenever you want, any, whenever you want me again, I'll come on for sure. I got to, uh, I'm going to put you on with Jack here. And we're going to talk about how to um, send you the interview before um um, right, we're gonna get the interview to Keith before, so he he, he can listen to it. And if if uh, and um, we love you, bro. We love yeah. you. And um, love you what too. a what an inspirational story to go to a half military school, Division three, out of a public high school in Massachusetts, and become the one of the best. Excuse me, one of the best hockey players ever to come out of Massachusetts. And at one point, he was one of the most talented passers in the entire universe i will say that again <laughs> i appreciate the coin i played with him i know i will follow his career he's one of the most incredible and to put two inches on your stick two inches yeah two yeah okay it's crazy. so uh, crazy. Like, how I, honestly, I, don't, I honestly now i look back i don't know how i did it you know what i'll mean? tell you a quick little story um excuse me i'm getting buzzed up yeah. um my dad noticed that this kid had an awkward stride, so he would to take the kid to the uh, rink, and he repositioned his tooks on his skates at an angle, and the kid become a, um, it's Ryan Murray. He became a great hockey player, but mm -hmm. he, he had some issues with his feet, and there was something that he couldn't solve because the, all the tooks are tight, and if someone's bow-legged 
or et cetera, et, or ding-toed. The, 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 the blades need to be altered on the bottoms of the skates. And people don't know this, but my dad did. That's how smart my dad was and what a great hockey coach he was. RIP to Josie, Joseph Vincent Tibbetts. I love you, Dad. Listen, Keith, uh, is Danimal there? Can we get him he, online? He, he's not here, no. Fuck. He's not here. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, next time, can you get him he with was, us? He was here earlier watching the Patriots, too. So we just missed him. All right, so maybe we can get um. He'd, he'd love to come on. So next time, I if I come on when I come on again, I'll bring. I him mean, up. I'm gonna run out of superstars like yourself yeah. soon, so we're gonna have to get the regular guy on, and no one's yeah. more regular than the Danimal. I love yeah, it. Yeah, me and him will both come on for sure. All right, awesome, dude. And uh, well, I'm gonna put you on with Jack for a second, and um, yeah, I love you, dude. And um, I'm love so you proud. Too. I'm so proud of you and what you did. And I've never told you this before. But it was a real honor to play with you and be your friend over all these years. Yeah, same to you, Billy. I really appreciate you having me on the show, and it's really good to see you. Buddy. Yeah, we're going to talk more. I love Absolutely. you, Keith. See all you, right, buddy. Awesome, man. Thank you for your – Later.